Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big 4-0, the podcast with Ron, Peter, and some special guests, Lily, Olivia, Summer, and Sam. Very good. Perfect. Pause, everybody. Third time. This This is the Big 4-0 with Ron and Peter. I'm Ron. I'm Peter. Every week we look at a movie that came out this uh, week 40 years ago. Uh, So November 14th of 1983 is the seminal classic A Christmas Story, right? Yeah! And uh, we have a special guest here, my three of my four daughters, Summer, Lily, and Olivia, as uh, Summer already alluded to, and then Peter, your daughter Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi. <laughs> uh, Sam, do you like A Christmas Story? Uh, I like, I love The Christmas Story. Yeah, that's why we thought it'd be good to have all you guys on the podcast. Uh, have you seen it a gazillion times, like everybody in this family has? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Well, this should make for a spirited discussion. It's still uh, only November, but this movie came out on November 14th of 1983. So, um, also, the um, love of my life feels the need to celebrate and decorate for Christmas in late October. So, it's already, it's already been Christmas for two weeks in, in my life, which... <laughs> I'm I'm really not a fan of, but you know you gotta. <laughs> this one's already decorated her room, so. Oh, a full. All right, yeah. See, okay. yeah. coming along nicely then. You'll notice that that's the one person who's not here. I did throw the invite out that way, but uh, now we're gonna miss <laughs> for somebody who likes Christmas so much. So much for that, I guess. Um, okay, uh, this is another one where we probably don't need to go through the entire plot. Uh, Ralphie. Wants a Red Rider BB gun for his birthday. Oh, sorry, for Christmas. <laughs> um, okay. Because <laughs> right, it's called a Christmas story, not a birthday story. <laughs> Everybody says you'll shoot your eye out. The movie takes place in, what is it, 1944? Somewhere nine? in the 40s. Um, it's, oh, 1940, it says. Okay. Uh, yeah. So is it interesting to you, as it is to me, that this movie takes place 40 years from the time it came out. So in the time that these kids are supposed to be in this movie, it's 80 years ago. Right. So they'd all be in their 90s by now, pretty much. Yeah. Well, they did that sequel a couple of years ago. Did you guys see that? What's it called? Is it just called A Christmas Story oh. 2? I, th- I think so. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah. Did you guys see it? Yeah, we watched it. I remember talking about it on our first podcast. Oh, yeah, we yeah. should say, too, we, we already talked about this movie a little bit on our very first episode where we counted down our favorite Christmas movies, so we'll overlap in our, in our thoughts. But, okay, so Ralphie wants a Red Rider BB gun. Everybody says no. Um, that's the gist of the plot, but I think the best parts of these movies are just kind of the funny stuff that happens within all that and, and shows kind of the lifestyle of the time, like the uh, little orphan Annie uh, decoder ring and, and the bullies at school and and everything. So I won't dominate this. Why don't we just go around and we can talk about some of our favorite parts. Summer, what uh, what, what do you like best about A Christmas Story? Um, I really like the funny parts too, especially where like they had the sped up part where they're running away from the bullies. Oh, yeah. I think it was like really cool when um, Ralphie like beats up the bully because like, you know, be proud and stuff like that and like stand up for yourself. Have you ever wanted something for Christmas that you were just were hoping that I'd figure out through all your little hints and everything that that's what you wanted and then you were afraid you weren't going to get it because everybody said you couldn't have it or shouldn't have it. 
Yeah, probably um, TikTok, but um, that I still didn't end up getting. This generation's <laughs> Red Rider BB gun is TikTok, everything. <laughs> That's I don't like that much. All right, Sam, how about you? You got any stories of Christmas gifts that you've really wanted that your parents just said you couldn't have or you're hoping you'd Not get? Really. <laughs> no, no TikTok for Not you. Not really, but um, I mean... I mostly ask for stuff that isn't like, I don't know, it's not that big according to myself, but maybe it's big to them. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got to say, kids these days are pretty good about not wanting, when we were kids, everybody wanted like a $300 gaming system or something, right? Right. <laughs> something crazy. Now kids are just like, can I have some Robux or an app on my phone? Or <laughs> right. okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's, here's Olivia. What, what What would you like? Olivia for there's, there's nothing in particular as of now but I remember like maybe five years ago I tried to hint at you guys how badly I wanted a phone I did end up getting that that was nice yeah I was gonna say you literally got a phone for your birthday <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. Uh, all right Sam favorite parts of this movie um my favorite part is definitely the part where the dad or yeah the dad, yeah, the dad gets the lamp I was going to talk about that. Um, talk about the leg lamp. The leg lamp. <laughs> Peter and I never do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he gets the lamp. Sorry, go ahead. And I just, I don't know. Every, every, the whole movie is a, a really good movie. So, yeah, yeah, the whole thing. It's one of those movies where you, it's hard to pick a favorite scene, or or there's a new funny scene happening every five minutes or something like that. I know what you're saying. Uh, Lily, we haven't heard from you yet. Um, my favorite is probably like during like Christmas morning when he comes down in the uh, bunny onesie. I love that part. It's really funny. Yeah, that's a iconic shot or scene. Um, how about you? Have you asked for something or hoped you'd get something that you were just kind of dropping hints about and either got or never got? Um, nothing really in particular. I feel like every year it's just something different, but definitely this year, Bruce Springsteen records all the way. Yeah. Right. Now the kids are into things that people actually wanted back when this movie came <laughs> out, which is <laughs> any records from 70 year old rock stars. Uh, Peter, your, um, your, your thoughts and, and views? Well, um, and, my, uh, first of all, there was a toy that I wanted that I never got that I still haven't. Uh, let my mom forget about that was the uh, G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, the USS Flag. Right. It was about $150, and it was a firm no from both the parents, yep. and I never got it. And didn't even know anyone who did get it, so it wasn't like... Yeah. I never got stuff like that either, though. Like, I, I had a ton of, like, say, you know, He-Man figures. I had pretty much everyone I can think of, um, but... I never got the cool. I, I, I probably had a castle or two or something, but I never got all the vehicles and the right. more expensive big things. So um, I was just thinking about that today. I was looking back. I was like, man, I had a lot of cool stuff when I was a kid. But I remember always thinking, oh, I didn't, I didn't get some of the stuff that the other kids have, you know. But the rub is, I would kill to have a lot of that stuff back. I did have. So <laughs> got to live in the moment and appreciate what you what you got. Yeah, uh, one of the things I like about this movie. Uh, that I hadn't really, I mean, I had kind of made the observation a long time ago when I was a kid, but uh, this is kind of a precursor to the Wonder Years in terms of style with the adult 
of the you know the the kid now as an adult narrating, yeah. and uh, it's you know he's kind of telling the way he the way he does it is kind of a precursor to the Wonder Years in that sense that where you have Daniel Stern narrating as a grown up Kevin Arnold, yeah. uh, and this you have the Gene Shepard narrating as a young Ralphie, and I I really like his narration too, and he. He actually has a cameo in the movie. Uh, I don't know if you knew about that, but he's uh, he's in line he's in line at the uh, department store to see Santa, and he says something like the the line ends here. It starts way back there. That's actually the guy. That's Gene Shepard, the guy who wrote the book and narrated the movie. So, all right, no, I didn't know that. Interesting. Uh... Little factoid. This is one movie I didn't really take any notes for, and I didn't do a whole lot of research on. I feel like number one, we've talked about a little bit. Number two, I've seen it so many times that I can kind of have a discussion about it without uh, looking at a bunch of notes. But I do feel like I maybe missed the boat on that kind of looking at some of the more interesting little factoids, like I would for most movies. So hopefully, hopefully you got some of that. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know the the. The general thing that I always remember from this movie as a kid, besides the pink bunny outfit and the Red Rider BB gun, are some of the kind of weirder, like his fantasy sequences. And I still like those now, you know, where he's thinking about what Santa's going to do and say, and his teacher getting all excited when he turns in the, the report that he thinks. Yeah. Going to <laughs> mind. I think that stuff's super funny. I also like the stuff with the dad and how he's this grumpy guy who really just gets off on going and battling the furnace and uh and also the parents in this movie well well maybe not the mom so much but the dad look super old are they supposed to be like 40 year old parents or something i think yeah they have to be at least in their mid to late 40s him especially but yeah i mean he looks yeah he looks pretty dang old and he probably lived another 10 years 15 years after that but not not much longer it's like one of those Homer Simpson things where he's supposed to be 35 or... <laughs> right. But um, yeah, about- I really like Darren McGavin and, and Melinda Dillon in this movie there. The uh, one other thing I really like is the is the the set detail in terms of out costumes and cars and the way they made the classrooms and everything look was, was really cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I felt like the movie... They, they certainly make it feel like the, the 40s, but at the same time, I did feel kind of like the, the houses and all, it, it felt a little modern in certain ways that I guess oh, really? okay. on, but that's just, some, it just didn't, like the overall vibe didn't feel real 40s to me. It kind of seemed didn't like match. maybe like 60s or, or something. Yeah. Um, like if, if I didn't know that was supposed to take place in the 40s, other than maybe some of the cars and stuff, I would have thought it was... 20 or 30 years later, but right. um, whatever. It's not, not, a, I would never brought it up except you mentioned it. So it's not like it. Darren, uh, Darren McGavin was, was 60 during the filming of this movie. Right. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> uh, he was also a couple of, what, maybe 15 years later, 10 years later, he was in uh, happy Gilmore. Oh, that's right. Or I'm sorry. Not happy Gilmore. Billy Madison. Uh, Billy Madison. That's right. Yeah. This is dad. Which Same thing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. What do you guys think of Billy Madison real quick? You like that one, right? Yeah, great movie. No, it was a great movie. Yes. Okay. Sam likes it too. Come on, I would think you guys would love a movie where a, a man-child has to go repeat kindergarten through uh, oh, high sad. school. 
Yeah, you're just going to say you like something and don't even know what it is. Oh, I think of Happy <laughs> Gilmore, too. Happy Gilmore's the Yeah, so. They're um, both great. They're both great. Okay, what what did you guys relate to most in this movie? Was there stuff in here that you feel like is true when you go to school or when you have to make a list for Santa or, or yeah, whatever? What what in this movie did you guys uh, kind of go, oh, yeah, I I feel that? But, um. Definitely the report. There's been times where I'm like, oh, like this is going to get like a perfect grade. I'm going to get such a good grade. And then I get it back and it's like average and it's not as good as I was thinking. So probably that. Yeah, that sucks. I know how that feels. You, Olivia? Probably the same thing as Summer, just because a lot of the other stuff was more based around, because he was younger, so it was more based around like, I guess, more childish stuff. But like, you know, the grades, that kind of has always been a thing for me like I always think I'll do super great on something and then I don't and I'm very disappointed I feel like everything's against me yeah the being in school around the holidays and the bullies and all that stuff I feel like this movie gets that really really well um they're them walking home from school and having to deal with bullies and things like that and the stupid stuff you do to try to hide or all that kind of stuff I don't know maybe that was just me but <laughs> I, I can definitely <laughs> yeah, so uh Lily any um, mine was probably the part where he got his, like, um, tongue, like, stuck to the pole. I feel like a lot of people do that thing where, like, they'll, like, double-dog dare someone, like, dare someone to do something, and everybody will just, like, keep it quiet. Ah, uh, yes, the, the tongue on the ice pole infamous scene <laughs> filled with so many, uh, iconic scenes, but I never tried that. You ever try that? Any of you guys ever tried that? I got my zipper. A zipper? <laughs> well, I was, like, okay, I was walking home from school, and it was freezing, and... Um, I had my jacket on, and so my zipper got, like, stuck to my tongue because it was close to my mouth. Uh, yeah, any metal that gets super cold like that will stick to your wet tongue, I suppose. Uh, Sam, how am uh, Yeah, what about you, Sam? Um, I don't... It's the... When we were, I was at school once, um, we saw that scene of the kid licking the pole and getting his tongue, tongue stuck, and my yeah. friend... Like, she wanted to try it for some reason. Did she? She almost, no, but she... we stopped her. You had to double-dog dare her. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should also mention that this movie is directed by Bob Clark, uh, who is is infamous in, in the Big 4-0 podcast world for his involvement in Porky's and Porky's 2, which we've decided are probably the two single worst movies we've watched for this podcast. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Um, and which is weird because ideally or, or on paper, they should be right up our alley, but they're just, they're awful, awful movies, but yeah, dreadful. And before this, he made black Christmas, which is a slasher horror movie from about a decade prior to this. And we just mentioned it again. Um, the other week on our bonus episode of Halloween, because that's what inspired John Carpenter to, to, direct Halloween or, or Bob Clark actually reached out to him and yeah, asked him to do Halloween. Um, so interesting uh, filmography for, for Bob Clark moving from slashers to this, to raunchy sex comedies and yeah. And everything else, so. um, this one by far is his, his best directing of any of those movies. Oh yeah. I mean, this is his, his most movie movie, right? Yeah. He's right. He's got a bit real stars studio behind him yeah it's uh it's definitely a great movie and then after this he went on to do a bunch of like weird crap like what do you loose cannons was one and um, rhinestone. rhinestone yeah well yeah. maybe rhinestone was his 
I mean, that's not as good as this movie, but you got Stallone and Dolly Parton, and once again, yeah, the studio and all that. So, all right, what are what are we leaving out here? What anybody else? What do you what do you want to talk about? Got to have some thoughts on this movie. Anything? So you took notes. What do your notes say? Um, it's a great movie. I think the thing that like kind of blew my mind was like how different it was from the time like 2023 it's just so weird how like kids were amazed by trains that could move by themselves and all this really cool stuff that's like not cool to us at all it's crazy how that works yeah um i thought it was kind of funny too a kid rushing home to listen to the radio or like a radio program as opposed to <laughs> watching tv i even point out to the kids i'm like can you guys even relate to that what would it be like if you had to come home and there was not even a, I mean, I, I tell them all the time when it was like in the 80s or whatever, where you had to come home and if you wanted to watch a show, it was on at this time. And there's yep. commercial. And if you missed it, you were screwed. This is a time before even VCRs. Even when VCRs came out, you still had to set a recording and it was on a tape and you had to rewind and fast forward and all that. And if your VCR didn't record it, you were super angry and everything. And now we just dial everything up. But I'm talking even no TV, and now you come home and the thing you're waiting for is a radio show where you turn on the radio and you listen to something for 20 minutes or whatever it is, and that's your that's the big set piece of your night. I don't know. Can you guys even relate to that? Sam, how would you feel about coming home and just listening to a radio show at night and never being able to... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> that's all you got? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> be like coming home and having to make sure and catch a TikTok live or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, your SS sniper wolf or whatever. You wouldn't be able oh, to. You can't bring that up on a podcast. Summer. Why? Because she's problematic. Remember? Yeah. Why is she and problematic? Remember how she was canceled because they canceled her for what? You brought yeah. it up. She's a. <laughs> she jumps. She dogs jogs films and um, also as a child groomer. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> I did. I didn't know she's a child groomer. I, I told you that. Before. I forgot already what the thing. I remember there was some like controversy with her arguing with some other YouTube celebrity, which I don't care about either one of them. But uh, okay, well, it's a sniper wolf, you know. Like you wanna, I don't. I don't there's want some to... stuff she could do on the internet besides YouTube. I don't want. To... Oh my god! Uh, you wanted her OnlyFans? Oh yeah, I told you that she had OnlyFans, and you got so excited and happy. Yeah. <laughs> It was quite Peter, thoughts on SS Sniper Wolf? <laughs> the show, the show has taken a dark turn. First of all, um, <laughs> second of all, uh, is she the one who looked like would wear the red red lipstick? And or is that somebody else? I mean, she was she was always like very made up and She's in like she tight shirts and stuff. Yeah, I haven't watched her since I was like seven. Ooh, in your face. Older <laughs> when, when hey, Sam's Finn, moved Finn's on. Finn's the one who likes watching it. So, Finn's not here to defend herself. So whatever. Okay, not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have way too many girls. Each of us are missing like two girls right now that could also be uh, in here. So this is, <laughs> this is even <laughs> as crazy as it could get. Okay, let's get back on track of this movie because if there's one thing we don't like to do on the Big Four, let's go off on tangents and uh, never get off or say in a laser focus. Really? Yeah, right. Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know, Peter. Help me out. What's what's what are we missing? We talked about the radio show. We talked about the um, sort of fantasy dream sequences. Um, yeah, we Sam touched on the uh, the leg lamp, which is always a yeah. you see them all around now in decorations yeah. and houses and stuff. Um, front window. Yeah. Uh, can I get a leg lamp? 
Can I get a leg lamp for my next birthday? <laughs> um, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Fred's Eagley. <laughs> the uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. You don't want to. Um, well, just something I wanted to say is like the Santa scene. I think that that was like that was scary because I used to be super scared of like the fake Santas who would dress up. I would like run and cry and scream and kick, and I was so scared. And so I just thought that that was a funny scene. Yeah, I remember being creeped out by the Santa in this movie when I was young. I mean, not creeped out, but it, it, that was always the way that shot, kind of looking up at him a little bit, and he's got his sort of dark eyes, and the way he's going, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. That, yeah. That was pretty creepy. Yeah. Sam, what do you Bubbles. Uh, I don't know. I've, I mean, I know that I don't visit, like, those Santas a lot. Right. Um, but I... I know that, like, I did it when I was a baby, but, like, I, the last time I saw one of those was, like, when I was, like, six or something, and I was just terrified. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, they can be creepy, especially depending on what kind of guy you get and what costume and and all that, and there's some, there's some pretty haggard ones out there. (laughs) Uh, Lily, your thoughts on Santa? Um, mall uh, Santas, at least. Well, um, I think that mall Santas are actually like really scary. Like, I'm sorry, but they're probably one of my like biggest fears because they just I don't know who they actually are. One of your biggest like, fears. Yeah, your I biggest like, fear is mall Santas. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, who, like, they like are like I don't I don't know. I just don't like like the feeling of like someone just like holding me in their arms while I tell them like. Yes. Hold out of that opinion as you get older. You don't want. <laughs> Okay, that's just holding your arms, telling you what they'll give you. Yeah, sure, Olivia. What's your opinion on uh, that? You're probably gonna be like, they're awesome. No, I, I don't think they're awesome now. I do think they're kind of freaky, but I loved them as a kid, actually. I always thought they were super cool. I always made fun of Summer for being so scared of them. Uh, <laughs> We never, we didn't, we don't have too many pictures of you guys with Santas. We yeah, never, you, we, you always send me, you always send me like every. Yeah, that's the only one. We never like took you to a mall or did too much of that. You Either one's the last time you went to a mall Santa for pictures or like a mall Easter bunny or. A... We, uh, we took Sam to Santa when she was not even one. And that was literally the last time we did it. We never did it with Natalie. That yeah. was, uh, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it's not. I, uh, it's not thing these days i don't think no i mean they're still there but it's just it just seems like kind of a waste of money if they're gonna scream the only picture you get is them looking terrified of a grown man in a beard you know i mean i know they're they're around still and and Mm -hmm. sometimes all over the holidays and see like a big long line or whatever but it's not like it was when i was a kid I, i remember it's kind of like this movie like a line around the store all the way down the you know the whole mall, and it doesn't really seem to be be that much of an event anymore. But, but again, maybe it's because we have more things to do than just uh, you know come home and listen to a radio program or something. Or, uh, <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Peter, uh, her grandpa was the Santa at the Bayshore Mall for from like the early seventies until the late eighties, and there's a. Oh, There's wow. quite a few pictures that people will post, like Shorewood kids will post pictures of them and Santa, and it's and it's them with Michelle's grandpa. I was going to say, I might have sat on that dude's lap. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I I don't think there's any pictures of me with him, but I know I went to Bayshore to see Santa. Maybe the picture got lost or something, but it's very sure. possible that I met him many years before meeting him again. Yeah, like I said, it really used to be a, a thing that people did, but um, yeah, there, there's some people still doing it, but I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you the last time we tried to take the kids or anything. So All right. This year? No. It's on my Christmas bucket list. Do you want to go sit on Santa's lap this year? It's on my Christmas bucket list. It's on your Christmas bucket list to have a picture of On her Christmas bucket list, she wants to go sit on the lap of some creepy old guy. Let me just ask you what a Christmas bucket, like, there's there's X amount of things you have to do before Christmas, or what? What's a Christmas bucket list? Well, it's 25 things for the 25 days in December, and I do, like, one every day if I can, and one of them is go see Santa at the mall. This sounds very busy. It's not busy. It's fun. What do you do? I mean, but if you have something you want to do every single day for 25 days, that's... Okay, you do do I'm sure I'm going to get roped into doing at least some of that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I think calendar I mean, isn't like a... Like, that's just well, a one of them. One of them is to go outside in a bikini in the snow. So, like, she's very busy. Doing you want to go outside in a bikini <laughs> in the snow? I think... <laughs> I don't know. I hope that you get like the worst. (laughs) A true Wisconsin girl. You don't want her to get the worst disease. Oh, I so want her to get the worst disease. Oh. Outside in the snow in a bikini. Okay. So what else? What else about this? I know we're leaving some stuff out. Um, I guess from a normal, more more normal movie review standpoint, uh, Peter, what do you think of the? cast of this film i i we talked about darren mcgavin we like the mom uh ralphie yeah. that's a great performance right yeah yeah um the yeah ralphie uh, peter billingsley's super good in this um i know that i can be very critical of child actors because i think sometimes they're awful and through right, no fault yeah. of their own sometimes but he he always struck me as a very naturally gifted actor i i like his brother randy i thought that i thought he was really funny oh randy's great we forgot about randy but yeah that that yeah. scene where show us all the piggies you know the yeah that, that, <laughs> another one of those just iconic memorable what everybody thinks about when they think of this movie Ooh, another. go ahead another of another one of my favorite parts is when um What's his name? Ralphie? Ralphie says a swear. Oh, yeah. Oh, when the dad's changing the tire. Yeah. But I didn't say fudge. I said the mother of all curse words. Yeah. That was great. Have any of your kids had their mouth washed out with soap yet? Oh, yes. Summer has a story. Let Summer tell her story. Summer has a story, apparently. I don't know. Well, we can always cut it out. All right, Summer, go ahead. I got liquid soap once. It was bad. And it was, like, in there for, like, two hours, and it was not fun. It was not for two hours. No, because my mom came up to me, she's like, are you done yet? And I'm like, no. And then she's like, and then she came back, like, another 15 minutes, and she's like, are you done yet? And I'm like, no, I'm mad. And, like, she's like, just put, like, liquid soap in my mouth, and it was horrible. What did you but say that made her put liquid soap in your mouth? Probably a curse word. It was, like, two years ago. I don't know. Did you say fudge? <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> dad chiming in here. Um, you guys used to get a video. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, I, I don't recall that. I thought we were well, past we that. We also used to get sent to the timeout corner. Okay, so these girls are, are 12 and 14, and um, I remember when they were six, you know, five, six or whatever, we used to mm. 
do that once in a while. So um, it's been at least six years since I remember ever even trying to, to do that. Now I just am like more like the mom on the other line of the phone. Like, what? <laughs> what did you say? And then, <laughs> just it's getting in the background. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That seems great, by the way. I think I mentioned this when we were talking about it the first time in our Christmas episode, but um, I like those, the more just kind of absurd, slapstick's the wrong word, but kind of the more over-the-top comedy that pops up in this movie from time to time. Yeah. And, and, and the, the facial comedy where somebody's just, you know, the, the mom's just kind of looking at the phone, listening to this craziness happening on the other line. And, um, you know, it, it's funny what's happening, but it's funnier because the the actor sells it so well with their... There's yeah, that body. that dream that that uh, Ralphie has, where he comes back after being blinded by the soap poisoning, and his oh, yes. parents find out that he's blind, and the their their parents' reaction. Is, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. This movie is is very good. It gets the tone just right of all those different scenes. The the actors are they they do do it well. Darren McGavin. I mean, he goes from being the the serious kind of crotchety guy to then he can he can play that scene really well too where he's acting just over the top ashamed and sad by what happened to Ralphie and, and blaming himself for it and yeah the the teacher in this movie is great um, the bullies are great who's that kid the the redheaded bully I meant to look it up but he he turned out to be a guy who's in movies and stuff um, he did yeah he um, I can't remember, I mean his, I know his name is Scott Farkas in the yeah or, wait did we just Hold on. Oh, his name's Scott Farkas. Or something like that when he got older. Uh, yeah, his name's Zach Ward. And um, yeah, he's been in he's been in Transformers. He's been in uh, Freddy vs. Jason, Almost Famous. Yeah. Ed. NYPD Blue. <clears throat> NYPD Blue. Yep, there it is. 1995 is Jerry. And 98. Oh, there it is. Dan Evers. <laughs> I guess we're looking at the same thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Deadwood. I mean, Lost. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff that people would know. So yeah, he's a. And he grew up to. I mean, here, girls. Did you see this guy? This is what that guy who plays the bully looks like. Oh wow! I'm very surprised. He had like a jawline. Well, I mean, it's just whatever. <laughs> he got like a jawline. Yeah, he got a jawline and everything. He got a jawline. He's fifty years old. He's, He's got a beard and a, yeah. He was 14 in this uh, movie, and you're 14. So Wait, didn't you say that Ralphie? You than you. What? Didn't Would you, you date that? Scott Farkas? You guys said oh. that, like, in the beginning. What did I say? You guys said in, like, the beginning that, like, Ralphie was, like, 90. But no. he told me. No, no, no. If, if these characters were actually born in the 40s, they'd be in their 90s. Oh, my. Because okay. the movie takes place in the 40s, but the movie's only 40 years old. It's made in the 80s, takes place in the 40s. You, uh, would you date Scott Farkas? Absolutely not. Oh. Why not? <laughs> well, yeah, at this age, he looks better than you, but I don't, he's not attractive. No, but would you date, he's the same, in this movie, he was the same age I know. that you are right now. Yeah, so I'm if, saying no. <laughs> so if you were in school with Scott Farkas and he was 14 years old, would you date that guy? No, he'd probably beat me up. What about oh. the little dude that runs around with him? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> they both look like that. <laughs> Sam, would you date? That's a lot of red hair, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a hard no from Sam. No. What about the little? What about the little no. guy? Oh. Little guys need love too. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> harsh, <man. laughs> Lily, would you? Who, no, I would. I already have. Oh, Lily's already I got someone. Have. Lily, who is it? Tell tell it on national. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, actually, world worldwide guy, radio. This guy in my school is Christian, and he's super cute. Okay, I was kidding. You don't need to put that out there. Well, he is. <laughs> Christian, if you're out there, <laughs> podcast is gonna. I'm gonna share with everyone. Oh, no, no, please don't. That's right there. Just put it out. There. Yeah, please. Um. Okay. <laughs> Once again, getting back on track. Um, I don't know what what else we got about this movie. I feel like this is a movie that's hard to talk about because everybody's seen it, everybody loves it. I mean, there's what about the end? Like, the, the shooting down at the school. Um, well, yeah, I suppose the ending is is worth talking about a little bit, just because I don't know if that would ever get made today with the <laughs> no, it's in the <laughs> Chinese restaurant restaurant sequence, but yeah, <laughs> but it's still. <laughs> Wow. I have a. What's going on over here? Olivia's just calling people out as racist. That's <laughs> I have another little tidbit about, about that scene. Um, yeah. The director the director told the, the guy to chop the head off, but the cast didn't know that that was going to happen so that their reactions would be more genuine. Uh, so Nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, all right. I don't know. I, I like, like I said, I, I feel like we're short shifting this movie, but yes, yeah. What do you want? Yeah, um, just just jump in. That That's how we do it here at the one big. One of four. my um, like favorite, like some of my favorite parts are like those parts that don't really have nothing to do with the plot. So like the dogs and like the furnace, it just kind of like adds something to like the movie. I really like those parts. Oh yeah, you're right. I love the furnace stuff. I just I I know what it's like to feel like a guy who feels like you've accomplished something if or just to be super frustrated by the garbage you have to deal with as a homeowner or whatever else. <laughs> right but i don't i don't have the spirit that fighting spirit of uh i gotta go down and deal with this i'd just i'd call somebody and be like well i don't know what to do with this <laughs> i guess it's not buy a new one i don't know <laughs> No, I do. I do love the way the movie really plays up that that sensibility of kind of the I guess baby boomers is the wrong term, but everything from you know maybe the seventies going backwards, where these guys would take pride in just handling this all themselves, making a furnace last for fifty years when it's well past its you know sell by date. You got to go down there every day and battle with it, and you know the dad's fighting with the dogs and. Uh, the way he talks to his neighbors and friends on the street when they come over to see the the light. And oh, <laughs> yeah. It's such a great, you know, these, these characters feel lived in and, and real and, and all that. And Oh, definitely. From from other movies, and I think why it's continued to endure. So, um, girls, any anything else you want to say? Final thoughts on, on this movie, A Christmas Story, which you've grown up with and probably watched every year since, God, who knows, Have when you Really? Three, four, yeah. I would I, think so. I feel like I don't really remember watching it much except for like you know, last year, maybe. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you definitely have, but yeah, I <clears throat> literally every year. Anybody else? Sam, what do you think? Got anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Overall, it's just the whole thing is like I was laughing the whole movie. Yeah. Like, I don't think there was one part that I wasn't laughing. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, you're right. There's a there's jokes a mile a minute in this movie. It's it's super good, and it's also one of those movies that it's fun for 
people say this, they go, it's fun for the whole family, right? And then sometimes yeah. that's that it's good for kids or, or whatever. But this is truly a movie where the adults are going to have a good time. The kids are going to have a good time. The adults can relate to stuff. The jokes are funny for everybody. Um, it's not ever too vulgar, but it's also not a total cartoon, you know? And, and so I think right. it's, it's the perfect, not only a perfect Christmas movie, but a, a perfect comedy in, in a lot of ways. Everybody here agree? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I want to, I want to <laughs> Oh, what else? The relationship. You're gonna, you're gonna take back your Christian comment or no, whatever. Scratch oh. that. I said. Okay. What I want to say is like the relationship between the two brothers. I feel like is like really nice because they're always like helping each other. Like when he had like the big snow suit on his little brother, and then yeah. like he found the snow, and uh, Ralphie like helped him up, and then also like when he when Ralphie said the f word and his brother was like crying because he didn't want him to get in trouble. I feel like that's just like something like nice. I hope you don't expect that from us, Lily. No. I really hope you don't. No, I just. I mean, the least you can do is help your sister if she no, no, falls in the snow. No, absolutely. Or can't get her arm. That's too much for you. It's it's way too much. I just can't put that time and effort into you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Jeez, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Scott Farkas is because you are Scott Farkas. Um, <laughs> what is it hair? Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Um, <laughs> do you guys do your kids watch it on on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve on the on the loop on TBS? Die Hard. Uh, no, I mean I I think by the time we started showing it to them, it was more of a we don't even really watch cable that much type thing, you know. Is yeah, far into the the age of nobody just sits around and watches normal TV anymore, but. But yeah, that's a good point. Did you know there's a station that shows this every every hour? Well, not every hour. I guess every two hours. Yeah. On the hour, twenty four hours. That's so, really awesome. That's yeah. cool. When does it start? Does it start Christmas Eve and go to seven o'clock Christmas Eve to seven o'clock Christmas night or something like that? Yeah, still. They still they still do it. Yep, TBS and TNT do it, so it's starting every hour. Oh, geez, I wonder what the um, business deal was for that. Yeah, I don't know. Because well, it's an MGM movie, isn't it? Let me tell you a little story, Peter. Please <laughs> was do. Was before Christmas? <laughs> no. Uh, Turner Broadcasting has maintained ownership of the broadcast rights since the mid-1990s. They have continued to air the film increasingly on both TBS and TNT all throughout the holiday season annually. TCM has also aired the film many times as well. By 1995, it was aired on those networks that combined six times on December 24th through the 26th, and in 1996, it was aired eight times over four days, not including local airings. Due to its increasing popularity, in 1997, TNT began airing 24-hour marathon, dubbed 24 Hours of a Christmas Story, consisting of the film shown 12 consecutive times, beginning at 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve, ending at 8 p.m. on Christmas Day. Um, you're probably correct in your 7 p.m. because we are in uh, Central Time. <laughs> This was in addition to various other airings earlier in the month of December. In 2004, after TNT switched to a predominantly drama format, sister network TBS, under the comedy-based Very Funny moniker, took over the marathon. Clark stated in 2002 an estimated 38.4 million people tuned into the marathon at one point or another, nearly one-sixth of the country. TBS reported 5.4 million viewers in 2005 and 45.5 million in 2006. In 2007, new all-time ratings records were set. The highest single showing, 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve, drew 4.4 million viewers. Viewership continued to increase, blah, 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 blah. So, 
uh, yeah, it's still going, and it draws in a huge number of people, despite the fact that you can just dial it up on, uh, you know, streaming or, or whatever. So I guess it's easy for just people if they turn it on and leave it on all day long, and yeah. go out there, probably what happens. But okay, uh, is that it? We're done with the Christmas story. Man, this is yeah, more sufficient episode. I thought this was going to take forever. <laughs> I should be have more stuff and will keep us focused. Sam, Sam just got summoned upstairs anyway, so. All right. Well, bye, Sam. Thanks for participating. <laughs> I'll tell her about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, ladies, anything else? Final thoughts? Great yeah. movie. Really awesome. Loved it. Great movie. Okay. Summer. Olivia? Definitely a great movie. Very funny. Um, it was very fun to watch with uh, the entire family. Usually I get kind of bored sometimes watching particular movies with Dad, but this one was really good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What movies have you ever gotten bored with watching with me? No, they're so boring, I couldn't remember the name. I mean, like, family movies or the cool movies we watch? Probably the family movies. Okay. But that so, was a Kate decision. So. so not, like, surviving the game and, uh, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> no, surviving the game, surviving the game is cool. Cool. Really? Uh, I, I think that the movie was really good. Uh, you guys want to like give me shout out to your crushes or anything again? Or? Oh yeah, Henry, Henry, Henry. Henry. Ew, you guys are weird. How about you, Olivia? It was your 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 main squeeze. Uh, I'm absolutely not sharing that on the internet. Okay, you. Yeah. I already did. Oh so. God, Sam, you got a Christian <laughs> crushes. I mean, she knows my all the people in my class. I know. Yeah, she's not she's not gonna reveal it because I know I know all of them. She doesn't want me to know. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, it was Daddy and your friends. Kids. I don't know. <laughs> um. Why don't you ladies go uh, get ready for bed, and Peter and I will reset for this next movie that does not have uh, any sort of <laughs> family. Yeah. Um, yeah, not suitable. Okay, <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. Thank you, girls. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Sam. It was good to talk to you. It's mm-hmm. nice to find a movie where we could all uh, do this. So. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. Bye. All right, uh, Peter, we'll just break here and yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was a lot of likes. If you <laughs> if you took a drink every time somebody said like, all right. Well, now that we got the family movie out of the way, uh, <laughs> what a weird pairing to have yeah. open in theaters on the same day, and uh, I'm guessing. Our, well, our next film is Sleepaway Camp. Um, I I find it funny that it came out the same time as A Christmas Story, and that was sort of the counter-programming. And then also, it, it kind of missed the boat on Halloween, too. Why would they wait right? until... <laughs> Sleepaway Camp premiered in New York City on November 18th, 1983. And then it had its premiere in Los Angeles the following spring of May of 84, screening in 15 uh... theaters. And... Uh... By June 10th, it was the it was among the top 20 highest grossing films at the box office that week. So top 20 could mean 20 for all we know. Right. Well, the other thing is they still missed the boat because they released it in what did you say June? Yeah. So that's still not Halloween. Right. But <laughs> not that not that every horror movie's got to come out at Halloween, but it's just funny how they they put it out in November and right. then in June. If you've got a second release, you think you'd try to hit that hit that yeah. mark? Uh, yeah, yeah. I can see, I can see one of them not one of the times not doing it around the Halloween season. Yeah. but you get to release something twice, put it out. Uh, 
try one of them right around that time for maximum profit. Oh, and one of the things I I found pretty funny about this movie right off the bat is that it's d- dedicated uh, for mom a doer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. That was it was interesting. I had to rewind that. I'm like, wait, what did that say? A door? And I'm like, oh, yeah. a doer. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I I get it. It's a that's a nice mm-hmm. tribute to I I assume Robert. Uh, director, this this movie is directed by Robert Hilzik. I assume that's from him to his mom. I don't know. Did we? Uh, did you ever see anything? No, his his Wikipedia is quite uh, quite bare, so it, I didn't uh, see any more yeah. about it. Well, he said he attended camp as a child, um, so like <laughs> as many would have. I, I don't know, but that obviously inspired him in some way to write a slasher movie here. I'm also assuming the success of Friday the 13th, which we talked about a couple weeks ago on that bonus episode with Halloween that we mentioned earlier during a Christmas story. Uh, We also covered Friday the 13th and kind of talked about how that sort of started this trend of, I don't know if you want to call Friday the 13th a Halloween knockoff or just a sort of lateral move into kind of taking some of those themes and and whatnot and, and turning it into other other slasher films. This movie definitely owes more than a, a little debt to Friday the 13th. Definitely. I mean, between its camp setting and slash and everything, but it's, it's nothing like Friday the 13th in terms of narrative. Right. And, and uh, it does say, unlike many of its contemporaries, which had adults portraying youth, the cast of sleepaway camp was primarily made up of ad- adolescent actors, uh, which is interesting. And I actually think the cast in this movie is pretty solid. Now, I don't know. I can't seem to get a straight answer on this. Do you think this movie is intentionally kind of campy and hammy and, and over the top, especially in, in the performances? Do you think these actors are are actually really good at what they're doing and in on some sort of joke? And I'm, I'm not saying the movie's jokey, but there's it's it's very soap opera like yeah. performances and the musical cues and stuff like that and i just i i gotta believe that's intentional there none of these people are, are are major actors they're obviously all young they're nobody in here is a, a a great thespian or giving a great performance but i feel like they're all in on some sort of you, you got to be really broad and big yeah, and, and ham and it up the top yeah and, yeah, make your facial expressions say as much as what you're saying, and your your big eyes right. and rolling eyes and and all that. And um, there's a an ant, I guess, character in this. Um, well, I'm probably getting ahead of things, but I don't know if you know who I'm talking yes. about. But the the woman who takes in, right? And po- I, do you yeah, know oh I'm yeah. I, and I, I'm never good at. It's a hard movie to right. suss out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm know. never good at knowing. <laughs> for sure if the if that's intentional or not if they're in on the joke but uh as we'll get to in some of the scenes they they just like they milk it to the highest degree uh in terms of reaction sometimes and uh you know the the guy with the the boiling water which we'll get to but that (laughs) yeah like did did they purposefully let him scream for almost 30 seconds into the camera or i'm (laughs) I'm glad you picked up on yeah. that, and uh, yeah, and, and just everything else. There's there's all kinds of just even visual things, like how jacked that one guy is, and he's always wearing the, the tightest shortest. shorts. Oh and, god, uh, cut yeah. Off and, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's let's not get too right. far ahead of ourselves. I just I wanted to know before we went into this. I I, I generally don't know. It's, it's not even listed. Like the movie's not referred to as a 
a horror comedy or a horror satire or, a, or an over the top. I and mean, it just kind of, most of the references say, you know, Friday the 13th was a big hit. So here's another slasher yep. movie that takes place in a camp. I don't know. I, I nobody really seems to kind of uh, ever address the the comedic elements right. of it, and or or if they do, whether or not that's that's intentional or not. And and like I said, I'm I'm coming down on the side that it's got to be clearly intentional. You don't make a movie this sort of batshit crazy with some of these lines and performances True. and and not know it. But but that's a, it's a little soon in the genre, right? Yeah. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth came out just a couple of years ago and. I'm sure there was a lot of really cheap slashers in between there, but and we've yeah we've we've seen them and we've seen them done a lot worse with what you know more known actors and we've seen them done a lot worse in terms of I I I found this one to be on a higher level in only in the sense of the the entertainment I got from yeah. it it wasn't it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't your stereotypical slasher movie for sure. Now, was this no, your was this your maiden voyage on this movie? No, I had seen this movie before. Um, I watched it a couple of years ago, and I don't even think that was my first time. I remember finding out it was on Tubi or something, where it's been apparently ever since. I don't know if it's one of those that comes in and out like a lot of these movies, but it seems like every time I am on Tubi, it, it, I, I shouldn't say every time, but I. I stumble across it a lot when I'm scrolling to be, but okay. I, I had seen it. I think I also rented it at some point kind of hearing about it and it's, it's sort of legend and whatnot. Uh, I'm not saying this movie is considered some sort of legendary horror movie, but as we'll get into by the end, it definitely has a, uh, um, a twist or a, a shocker gotcha ending that, that makes it sort of notorious. And uh, so I, I probably heard about it somewhere along the line there, rented it or whatever in the early two thousands probably saw it again 10 years later and then maybe watched it again on 2B or something. So it's one I've seen before. I forget a lot about it though. Um, I, the, the ending obviously sticks out, but other than that, it's, it's one of those movies that I forget just how, like you said, it's, it's funny, it's entertaining. It's got all this kind of crazy shit going for it. It moves. It's, it's well-paced. It's as good a camp, comedy is <laughs> as it is a slasher movie like there's yeah there's moments where i'm watching this movie and i forget that it's a slasher i'm just enjoying and, and vibing on the the camp shit and, and the goofy yeah. shit with the boys and girls and <laughs> and all that so uh, how about you have you seen this movie before no i had never i had heard of it but i'd never seen it um i had no idea it had that many sequels i i yeah. knew there was a two because i remember seeing them together at blockbuster but yeah Never, yeah, two's never got a great, a great. Well, they both have great cover art or box art, but this mm-hmm. one's got like a, a, a sneaker or like a shoe on a knife, like you know, jammed through a knife, and the knife's bloody. And and then the um, sequel has a girl carrying a backpack and kind of looking ominously over her shoulder, and in the backpack is like Jason's mask and Freddy's glove, and uh, yeah, probably probably a couple other props from other movies so clearly there's a little bit of winking whatnot going on with these movies also in the the main actress in sleep late camp 2 is pamela springsteen who's bruce springsteen's sister so that's oh wow funny little <laughs> bit of yeah holy yep. shit yeah you should watch the sequel it started auto-playing when um this one ended for me and i watched the first 10 minutes of it or so and i i plan to get back to it I, i've seen that one too but again it's it's not when i very clearly remember other than certain scenes so right uh, but but yeah anyway so this is written and directed by robert uh 
it, help me out. Is it Hiltzik? Hiltzik? I think it's I think it's Hiltzik. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, Friday, very Friday the Thirteenth vibes with the camp setting. Uh, the first few minutes and opening credits are set to shots of a lake and camp, and that's uh, another camp that's kind of closed and for sale because of some uh, bad history. And uh, there's some ominous sort of voiceovers going on over the the picturesque uh, shots during the credits, but it, you kind of don't really know what that's all about. Starts out with an insane scene where these teens are just boating and they hit a dad and his two kids. And at, at the very least, the dad dies. Uh, but then we, yeah. I guess, find out that the one of the kids did too. And then we flash forward eight years and Angela, the, the girl who survived the boat incident, is living with her cousin, Ricky. Um, his mom has apparently lost it. She's This is the girl we were referencing who is talking all... Uh, over the top she's like this won't do at all oh no 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 and and just mile a minute not letting the kids (laughs) say anything acting like she just stepped off a a yacht and fucking 1920 whatever really fucking crazy shit and you're and you're just watching this like what is this about number one okay is this serious or is this supposed to be funny Uh, what what's the deal and and the movie kind of comes back to it in the end but still just just as a throwing you into some crazy shit this movie really yeah and there's a uh an interesting part which i didn't even pick up on it at at first i don't know if anybody was supposed to and i just missed it but that the the dad who dies has a has a boyfriend and i did not realize that when you know i thought it was just his buddy like saying hey dinner's ready or something well yeah yeah that's what you're supposed to think at the time and then okay. they kind of reveal it later i mean i okay I assume. Yeah. it's not like it's not it was not made clear before that boat before that on. yeah okay. like you said he just thought they were it was like a, a friend or or who knows brother or whatever it was right. at this place they were at saying you know oh no or, or whatever but then they show later on as we'll get into that it was was actually his boyfriend but uh then we jump to the camp um the kids are coming and and this is maybe the worst part of this fucking movie there's a there's a guy there who's looking at all these young kids coming in and he literally says look at all that young fresh chicken and he says where i come from they call them baldies makes your mouth water don't it which is fucking gross, but then there's yeah. uh, another cook or his assistant standing next to these guys, and he goes, Artie, they're too young to even understand what you're talking about, and laughs like what he said is not only okay, but somehow a just common, understood right. joke. <laughs> and, yeah, like, and, oh. there, and there's other guys like all standing around, like three or four other people who yeah. are listening to this shit. And then Artie says, no such thing as too young, you're just too old. And again, they laugh, and then and the camera like lingers on him for a disturbing amount of time while he like ogles these kids while he's like yeah. chewing on some hay. And it's fucking insane and gross. But I mean, hey, talk about shit in these movies from 40 years ago that would never get done today. And, and this is yeah definitely one of those things. And, and I mean... <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> we might <laughs> we might bitch about stuff that we can't get away with uh, from yeah movies and stuff that's this crazy is and fun. Good. And, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a limit, and every once in a while we right. come across some shit like this, and we're just like, "Yep, too far. That's just gross." And I mean, how did anybody think that was a, a good idea? I know sets a bad taste early on in the movie, and and I'm not saying movies can't deal with topics like this or or whatever, right? But this movie ain't it, Chief. I mean, this is not especially. Four minutes into a, some dumb slasher movie, that's not uh, just 
it's just super off-putting. But uh, right. But that other yeah. that other cook was played by Robert Earl Jones, who the dad of James Earl Jones, and uh, we've really? seen him in yeah. We he's in the Sting. He's oh uh, yeah. Paul Newman's friend or whatever, or is it Robert Redford? I think it's Robert Redford's friend who gets killed. Yeah. Towards the beginning of the movie. Interesting. He's kind of got that voice, you know. The, yeah. The, but yeah, now that you say that, I do do remember him in that movie. Interesting. Yeah, again, I didn't yeah. really look up too much of the cast in this one, but uh, that's immediately followed by, uh, hey, Rick, wait till you get a load of Judy. And he starts making like tit jiggling hand motion and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah again, a, a different different time, but <laughs> right. he's like, man, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> so Angela, the the girl survivor of the, the boat incident, like I said, she's with her cousin, Ricky. They go to this camp. Ricky's been there before. And um, I, I don't know. I guess the theory is take her there and have some fun, be a normal kid that that crazy aunt just sort of I guess makes her go. I don't know. She's quiet. She just stares. She generally acts differently. You know, of course the girl she's bunking with thinks she's weird. Um, this is a pretty good performance here from, uh, Felissa Rose. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, at first you're kind of like, okay, what a, what a weirdo or, or whatever. Uh-huh. But I, and the movie has fun with her too, because initially she's not talking at all. And then she starts talking a little bit, but then, when somebody else comes by to sort of bully her, she'll, she'll just go back into like clam up mode. She shells and, and up. She'll, yeah. Yeah. She'll just yeah. look at him and, and shoot that, that sort of vacant stare at him. And it's, it's really quite, I mean, I mean, she's not doing anything super impressive or that any capable actress couldn't do, but it's but a good, she pulls it good off. performance. Yeah. yeah. Good performance. Good character too. Um, mm-hmm. Then, like I said, you got Ronnie. He's that roided out camp counselor wearing a shirt and shorts, you know, just <laughs> so fucking tight. That his, his yeah. shirt is, cut off no sleeves pants are way too tight see his entire business going on there (laughs) yeah and of course he immediately pairs her with the pedophile cook um and and he goes even further than before and actually tries to rape her in the the walk-in cooler and then there's a lot more kind of icky pedo dialogue in that scene too so like some movies you know allude to this shit or have a character like this but that's sort of about it and as far as they go this one really fucking goes for it and and i don't know initially i was just like yeah like why and then you get to the point where you were talking about where he's just screaming and screaming when he gets the thing dumped on him so maybe that's the point and maybe there's some catharsis it's going for and all this but i don't know it still feels like a, a weird thing to try to just milk entertainment value out of guess, out of but, a molester yeah it was yeah. super weird uh, and yeah that's that's another thing about this movie that's different is that everybody who gets it has is I don't want to say deserving of their fate, but they're 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 all kind of bad guys that <clears throat> right that end up getting it in yeah. this movie as opposed to just innocent teens that are porking in a bed and right you know it, yeah some are just kind of typical bully shit kids some of them mm-hmm. are pedophiles and child molesters and rapists and stuff but. Yeah, for the most part, you're right. There's not just this like mass killer who's just sort of like a zombie hellbent on just killing anything in his path, and is kind of what we were talking about with Halloween and um, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Although the first Friday the Thirteenth, the the 
mom, I guess, has a little bit more of a motive and whatnot. Motive, but, right. Yeah, but the sequels go a little off rails, so. <laughs> um, Ricky busts into the the <laughs> fucking Ricky, man. We'll get into that. Like, I, I was just kind of taking notes, and, and I, if I were just to kind of read the notes as I wrote them, it, you'll you'll see just how <laughs> how more absurd some of this stuff gets as it goes along. But uh, so initially, up at Ricky. <laughs> yeah, Ricky's awesome. But so initially, yeah. I'm just like Ricky busts in and screams, "What the hell are you doing?" And he freaks out, and then Artie grabs him and is like, "Nothing. You didn't see anything. You, you better keep your mouth shut." And you know, the kids run out or or whatever. I was just kind of like, "Okay, that's that scene for Ricky," but. <laughs> Ricky has a habit of just showing up in scenes, just fucking freaking out and <laughs> swearing his head off. And Swear, yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> vulgar. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome, and he'll Take just fucking throw down running. with anybody. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, he's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, they run out, and then uh, they they cut to Artie, and he's boiling this huge pot of water to make a shitload of corn on the cob when uh, somebody pulls his chair out for him and causing this this huge vat of boiling water. The, the thing is big enough to cook, I don't know how many years, but they're cooking for an entire camp. So it's a shitload of water. Um, yeah. And there's this good minute-long sequence where Artie is just lying on the ground and screaming while the burns worsen. And he just yeah. oh. he just keeps going. And every time he screams again, the music just, just blares. And, and as long as uncomfortable as you know the movie wants it to be it's just like no fucks given but like i said the movie the movie likes to go for it in these scenes but it's also i gotta believe played for laughs to whatever like there's there's no way you you milk a scene that long and think it's just just drama and and he'll scream and the music will go and then he'll scream again it's like and it just just keeps going and and there's i there's no part of me that believes that that's this movie is not completely <laughs> intentionally i don't know if satire is the right word but it it wants to it, it wants you to kind of kind of wince at what's happening but then it also wants you to laugh at just how it's gonna keep showing it to you yeah and, the and absurdity this of guy it, yeah. screaming and yeah and then the music uh-huh. it's, it's all it's all very good but and then also in that vein, the doctor comes in after that guy gets burned. He's like, they haven't invented a sedative strong enough to mask the kind of pain he's in right now. Every nerve in his body must feel like it's on fire. Then some other people say some shit and he's just the doctor goes, Jesus, the pain must be incredible. <laughs> they really just want to yeah, nail down what a Yeah, it's almost like airplane levels of of dialogue where they just it's it's yeah, it now that now that I'm thinking about it, I really do think they were playing it for yeah, but it satire. is. But haven't you seen movies like this where that's not the case? Yeah, you know, you're like uh, I mean, some of the Friday the Thirteenth, even maybe not to this degree, but there's stuff where you just you laugh at the the dialogue, but it's it's in earnest in those movies. Like it's supposed yeah. to. They're they're saying it. it the, those movies aren't winky or whatever. At least not until you know maybe the fifth one in or something. Um, and and that's just one example there's there's a bunch of other kind of cheesy movies from the 70s and 80s where they're they're definitely trying to be serious and they're just working right. within the limits of what they got in terms of their cast and the performances they give and and whatever the script says but but you know you kind of snicker and laugh at some of that shit but you know it's not supposed to be that way this movie i don't know man there, there's just no way they could make this movie like this and it's not supposed to be <laughs> completely <laughs> What was the movie we did with with Kate with the big chill? Uh, pieces. Pieces, yeah, like that. Yeah. That almost seemed more like it was 
actually trying to be serious, but it was so some of it was so poorly done that it was unintentional laughter. Yeah, I don't know. That's another good question. I feel like that movie is. I mean, I, I don't I don't see how any of these movies can't be aware of this stuff. I think right. I think what happens is some of them do it, and they're just like, yeah, ugh, like whatever. But they, you just have such a limited budget, you just gotta put it out and work with what you got and stuff. Um, yeah, pieces is a little more polished, so I feel like that probably knows what it's doing too. But but yeah, this movie is is. And I don't want to make this movie sound like a comedy. It's it's not. It just has these moments of almost kind of winking at the audience where where it's like, you know, the girl's doing this or making this expression because it's funny or, you know, right. this guy is we're we're making him suffer longer than we need to. Or it's not cheap and it's not shitty, but it's it has these moments where it, it want it. It's like on the audience side. Right. It's like, yeah. you know what? what these movies are like here's here's some fun shit but it's crazy because this is just this is early this is like in the heyday of the slasher innovation revolution it took friday the 13th till the fifth one to get kind of silly and it took till scream before people are like oh man here's a movie that actually uh you know riffs on the genre or whatever and here's this movie three years after friday the 13th that's already kind of doing some of this stuff so i don't know it probably deserves a little more credit than it gets for kind of pioneering some of that scream level right satire but so anyway the cook is he doesn't die but he gets wheeled out of there and then uh the owner of the the camp uh, what's his name mel is his name mel i think his name's mel yeah yeah um which is a pretty funny looking guy in performance too he he definitely knows how to work his face and, and all that yeah. for maximum effect. <laughs> you seem like um, a very New he, York person. Yeah, I love how he offers the everybody in the kitchen $15 more a week and they're like, ooh, oh, thank you very much, Mr. Mill, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like he's doing them all a big favor. Yeah, 15 a week? Like, <laughs> he's like, how does $15 more a week sound? Their eyes all light up. They're like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, sure. We'll just, we'll take his place and we'll keep our mouths shut and whatever. It's like okay <laughs> he was he was I mean, pretty know, funny in this movie <laughs> i know inflation is a thing but uh 15 bucks is was right. still probably 15 bucks in 1982 or whatever he's played by mike kellen and sleepaway camp was his final role he passed away on august 26th of 1983 oh shit yeah what was his career like before that i uh, was an actor from 49 to 83 um wow we're looking at about 50 movies or so, and then another Jesus, another uh, 30 to 50 TV appearances. What's well, another thing about some of these slasher movies and stuff is how they'll get some of these guys who have been around forever, or maybe they never became big stars, so it's just another role for them or whatever. But right, um, we were talking about Betsy Palmer and Friday the 13th, and, and yeah, this guy, what's his name? His Mike. name's Mike Kellen. Oh. I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but even even something like Donald Pleasance doing Halloween, and there's a reason he did all part, those yeah. sequels and stuff. It's just like, yeah, it's not if if you got something that hits and and you can be in it, and your maybe heyday is kind of over, then right. why not? So horror movies have been kind of a a haven for a lot of those guys. Even people like uh, Carrie Fisher and um, even Jamie Lee Curtis to a degree. You know, she she kind of went back to that when. Oh yeah, kind of drying up and whatnot. So, yeah, that's helped her career because it's kept her 
cast and other movies. I know we've talked about the everything everywhere all at once getting her an Oscar. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying she wouldn't have got that without Halloween, but it's just it's just something to fall back on whenever yeah. there's nothing else going on. Um the guy's fashion, yeah, the crop tops up to their tits and, and tight shorts and knee high socks and stuff. That baseball game is fucking insane. Also, that baseball game uh was better than uh Major League. No, I'm kidding, but the, the but it had some good plays in it. There's right at the end they win the game off that fucking uh, double out where they get the two two guys yeah. out in the same like I don't know. That that game was pretty funny and they're all sitting there talking shit and swearing at <laughs> each other. This movie is entertaining as hell. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> the uh the eat shit and live line, I was like, "Wow, that's actually pretty creative. Instead of eat shit and die, it just says eat shit and live." I'm like, "Well, damn." Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah. It's like if you're going to shit at least you're dying. Right. <laughs> There's like a little mixer in the barn or whatever, and these two guys try to ask Angela out, who I, I guess we've kind of been downplaying Angela this whole time. She's the main character. But but yeah, she's just kind of fucked up. She's walking around silently, quiet. Everybody thinks she's weird. These two guys try to ask her out, and you know she's still not talking to them, and it's getting them frustrated. And then this one guy's like, let a pro take over. And then... <laughs> uh, can't you talk? You know, in a, in a <laughs> really fucking New York accent. Yeah. And that it's like, ain't that right, Angela? Ain't you Looney Tunes? It's like, hey, Angela, how come you're so fucked up? Like, what's your problem? Like, like it's a legitimate question. Oh and, my god. Yeah. But it's also just so fucking mean and yeah. I, again, just over the top. Uh, you know, these guys deserve to die type shit, but. <laughs> Yeah, and in comes in comes Ricky once again to uh, to fight yeah. those two guys. What the fuck, you guys! Get the fuck out of here! Just like <laughs> I'll fucking murder and you. There's uh, yeah, just every time he like walks into a room and sees her getting fucked with, he just goes ape shit. It's so funny. He's such a yeah, like a little, he's not like he's not particularly like scrawny or whatever. I mean, he, he looks like a fit in shape kid, but he's also like I don't know like 11 or whatever he's supposed to be. He's always <laughs> right. like running up on these. Also, what's up with this camp? There's like kindergartners. There's like college dudes. There's like the, the middle schoolers. It's, it's obviously yeah. a mix of, <laughs> but it's pretty fucking funny. And then there's, there's guys going after other dudes just for calling them chicken. Like this is very, I don't, I don't know if this is very eighties. And even at the time that was considered kind of funny that you'd still sit there and call somebody chicken or say shit like, say yeah. uncle or whatever but yeah that's the that's the kind of crap in this movie where the guy's like what are you chicken walk 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 and everybody's like whoa oh shit that's, it yeah. is yeah, oh, you, you didn't say that we gotta go talk to her now <laughs> yeah but like i said i love the way the guys in this movie just fucking throw down at the drop of a hat like no matter no matter if they're going after someone bigger than them or or if it's <laughs> not even any of their business they just like fucking dive right in just just sight and scene right. and it's like it just lasts a little longer than it normally would which you know the fights and everything too it just makes it more amusing one kid pulls a knife on another guy after a prank mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they make him yeah. you know they do that stupid thing where they put shaving cream in his hand yeah. and he wakes up he's like what he like literally grabs a knife and just goes yeah. <laughs> and the and the guy's just like ha, 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 ha. like they know there's no real danger in there like what the? <laughs> yeah like either either that's the kind of shit that went on in the 70s and 80s or whatever or uh this movie is definitely just fucking with us i've it's it's hard man like even though we kind of grew up we were too young for this back then and so like we watch this stuff now it's like oh man is this for real or is this uh right (laughs) 
I want to ask my brothers or something because they would have been at the perfect age in this movie. Well, no so. doubt somebody's going to be like, yeah, nobody would worry that much about uh, having a knife or, you know, it's probably the same thing as like having beers or smoking pot mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But just the de- the degree to which everybody in this movie just seems ready to fucking throw down. They don't even care if like these guys yeah. kick their ass. It'd be like if you went after a senior when you were 12 or something. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like a group of three seniors, like fuck you guys, I'm gonna fucking murder you. Yeah, <laughs> pull me back, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it would have worked. Maybe they would have just been terrified of me. None no, of these guys me. in this movie have any idea how to talk to women, too. It's so fucking <laughs> no, funny. No. Like every... <laughs> yeah, they're just None like, yo, baby, you want to take your clothes off and come skinny dipping with us? Like, I don't think so. He's like, oh fuck you, bitch. Like. <laughs> And then the guys just go skinny dipping by themselves. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these kids are fucking wild, dude. Yeah. Again, this has got to just be... I, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to talk to uh, Hitsnick or... Hiltzik? Hiltzik. Yeah. I'd love to talk to Hiltzik <laughs> and see. He wrote it and directed it. I mean, yeah. that's... And this movie, well, I, I, I won't spoil the review, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about him in a second. Um, so the the cook gets that thing dumped on him, but he didn't die. But then um, uh, Kenny gets drowned under a canoe by the now killer. I was going to say the, the it wasn't a killer yet. This is the first yeah, right. kill. But yeah. And the makeup effects in this movie are solid. The, I thought so, all, too. The dude getting burned, and then the when they reveal what Kenny looks like under that canoe in the morning, with the snake um, coming out of the, the mouth. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, it does it does a good job. There's another scene down the road where, where some guy dies by a bunch of bee stings, and they they really like they put these welts on the arms and face, oh. like just these huge craters that the bees could literally yeah. crawl in and out of. It's pretty impressive. And again, that shit just stays on the screen for a solid minute or whatever. It's it's pretty good good stuff and, it, and it's one of those things too where you know like you know it's fake so it's not quite as off-putting but the makeup is really well done like it doesn't look real but it's impressive what they've right come up with it's like an exaggerated version of what would probably it's like a it's like if you put all the shit under a microscope like if what a bee sting look like a body ravaged by bee stings you know to you and i would walk in there and just be like red and welty but instead in here it's got like like i said these craters and all this shit and it's like what it would look like in true yeah. most horrifying fashion i guess but he's got like a thousand bees on him as opposed i don't know how many a normal yeah. beehive has but this is like a thousand right. <laughs> uh so they find that guy and then um the dialogue between the cops and and mel is is pretty fucking funny <laughs> the, the the cops are are definitely uh amateurish actors and that's the one place where i really wasn't quite sure because most of these other people in this movie are not just some bit player who comes in and does something right but you know so so when you follow a character like some of the the bully girls or whatever they're doing this character the whole time and and they when they make some crazy facial expression they really like sell it and you're like okay that's she's just an over-exaggerated caricature of this type of person or character but right. this these fucking cops their their line readings are just the most unofficial I, I i don't really know how to describe it i mean if you heard it you'd know what i'm talking about but right. their mustache looks completely glued on and and once again That's i, I have to ask. believe a, this movie yeah yeah was that a fake I mean, totally mustache? 
Yeah. Yeah, the hair Why? color doesn't match, and and even right. if you have different color hair on your face, you can see it's just this glued down, fucking not real thing. <laughs> right. It's just, but <laughs> this whole scene ends with the camp counselor being like, "No, if you'll excuse me, officer, I have to go notify this young man's parents." As if it would be the camp counselor's job and not the cop. Can you imagine if you're a kid at camp and the camp owner calls your parents and says you you died like that, right. <laughs> like. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Cook, uh, bad news yeah. from camp, whatever. Peter was murdered under a canoe last Like, Come right. on. <laughs> don't, don't tell me this movie isn't... Pl- like, the camp counselor's not the one notifying next to... Not at all. all right. <laughs> uh, um, so... Angela, uh, yeah, they keep picking on her, and her, like I said, her lookbacks are so funny. She'll be just talking with that that boy Paul she likes, and then someone else will come over, and she'll just revert to like a blank stare, even as they're yelling and shouting at her. <laughs> and you you start to understand why some of these characters get frustrated. I mean, like, I don't want right? to smack her. Like, like, are you listening? Like, what, what's going on with you? Now, now granted, granted, I say this as somebody who, like, if if I already saw her come into camp as a you know damaged individual and knew she just was not a talker and stuff like i would never be going up to her and bullying her what in the first place but if i were having an argument with some normal person in real life and they just stood there staring at me and not actually responding back to me (laughs) that would drive me fucking nuts right (laughs) i can totally see why that's just probably the best in the move, water just, yeah i mean can you just imagine even like arguing with your wife or something just like and, and you just <laughs> just look at her and just, <laughs> just she's like what are you doing <laughs> say something you fucking asshole you'd, yeah, you'd get your just, ass beat yeah uh-huh absolutely <laughs> oh. in the end maybe uh, they were the good guys <laughs> yeah Right. I mean, well, if they'd have gotten rid of her, uh, uh, yeah, some of the other stuff could have. Um, yeah. yeah, she's just like the most annoying person. But I, again, I get it that she's not not well, but it's kind of like, and she doesn't deserve to be picked on for it. Obviously, right. that's going to if if you pick on somebody who is looking weirdly at you normally, it's probably not going <laughs> to go any better for you. But. Um, yeah, and and that's another scene where when the girl's screaming, answer me. The camera is going back and forth between the girls, the the girl screaming and Angela. So she'll be like, she'll be like, why aren't you looking at me? And the and the music in the background is like doing whatever it's doing. It, it's a different tone. And then mm-hmm. it cuts to Angela, and she's just looking at her. And and then the music's doing something different. And it's just, I it's so hard to explain. I wish uh, this was more of a visual medium, but for for these kind of situations. But it, yeah, this. This movie has some very funny, I don't want to say subliminal things going on, but just uh, in, in its in its technical editing. And it, it's really pretty fucking amazing, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a very competently made and, and shot and edited film. Um, yeah. Again, kept again, it super entertaining. So there's the scene in the girl's cabin where the that head bitch is her. What is her name? Jen? Is it Jen is the main... Well, there's Judy. Judy's the the dark haired chick, and then there's yeah, Meg. Judy. So yeah, yeah. Ju- okay, yeah, it's not Meg. So Judy, um, yeah. she's asking why she never takes showers with the other girls and starts saying, "I bet she never got her period. I bet she doesn't even have any hair down there." Which, I mean, it's all very yeah. gross, but also, I, I guess the way <laughs> girls might act. It's it's funny how they portray both girls and boys as just 
kind of assholes to right. <laughs> each other and, and bullies against the weaker and, uh, you know, supposed lessers and stuff like that. So I thought that was, that was pretty good. Um, and like I said, this is also where she uh, kind of does some of that sort of funny facial expression over the top eye rolling and, and line reading. She's like, Hey, Angela, you know, stuff like that. It's just, fine. <laughs> yeah. The boys throw a water balloon at Angela and Ricky loses his shit once again. Uh, <laughs> charges over to them all. These are the these are the college guys or whatever, or at least the, yeah. the much older looking dudes. <laughs> He's just swearing up a storm and <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. That said. was that was one of my favorite parts actually. It was just that rant he goes on there. Like if you thought his rants earlier in the movie were yeah, and he even gets punished with those guys by Mel for quote yeah. his uh, his potty mouth or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you guys are all uh, you know grounded from the the rec hall or whatever for a week, and he's like, and you too for your fucking mouth or whatever he says, yeah. and he's and he's like, what? <laughs> Dude, yeah. like I'm saying, this movie is a funny, just like camp teen movie or whatever. Even mm-hmm. even if it wasn't a slasher, it's. Very good. Uh, and then and then Mel walks by um, Angela after getting hit with that water balloon. He goes, you better go change before you catch pneumonia. It's like, it's just a water balloon. It's fucking summer. Right. Everybody's summer. out with their shirts off and swimming. What the hell is he talking about? What a weird-ass thing to say. <laughs> yeah, that, that line was funny. And then, uh, you know, somebody says to one of the guys who's about to be killed, this is the B guy, I forget what his name is, but he's sort of the alpha douchebag of the older guys who throws the water balloon at Angela. He's like, uh, they're like, oh, we're going to go play so-and-so in baseball. You want to come? And he's like, yeah, I got to take a wicked dump first. I'll see you there. Oh. <laughs> and then that's what dudes just, I mean, I guess maybe they do. They probably did, but... Right. I just be like, yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom, or or, or even like, yeah, I gotta take a shit or whatever. But like, just take a wicked dump. I'll be back. I'll be with you guys in a minute. Gross. <laughs> yeah, Billy. That was Billy. Billy yeah. Yeah. Right. But then he dies uh, trapped in in a toilet with a bee's nest, which is another, like we said, insane makeup effect, and uh, just another scene that goes on just a little little longer than normal. And and that's what's funny about the Friday Thirteen movies. Like we kind of talked about how. They the early on they don't really deliver on their premise and and promise and reputation as having all this violence and stuff like that, um, sex to varying degrees, but mostly the violence stuff. And then by the time they kind of started doing that, then there was all this controversy about them being too disturbing, or so Paramount kind of like shut them down, and they all of the violence was a little more implied or less bloody than it would normally be, or or whatever, or the scene would cut real quick. This movie and some of these more low budget ones like pieces and that stuff, they they can obviously spend a lot more time on this crap and, yeah. and still be released theatrically. So why the fuck uh, bother with a studio like Paramount or whatever? I mean, obviously those make movies make a lot more money and get wider distribution, but right. uh, I think a movie like this is better at least than that first Friday the 13th movie in terms of giving you the, the entertainment goods, yeah you know? yeah. yeah exactly there's this kind of long protracted point of view scene that turns out to just be one of those like hey what are you doing but it, you you think it's a killer coming up behind somebody and it goes on forever the way you know again the way you would satirize a movie yeah. like halloween or friday the 13th yeah and it's it's coming up behind the girl and she's just talking and oblivious and you know the hand reaches out and then it's just hey you know what what you doing or, or whatever yeah, yeah that's, you scared that's what, me jimmy <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right. 
so you got Angela's flashback here where her, her, they reveal her dad was gay and in a very like unsexy gay scene like those guys are just sitting in bed just kind of like they look uncomfortable yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> they're like now right. look i know you guys are straight but let's just pretend you're not how would you uh act in bed with another guy they're like robots mannequins yeah. somebody moving arms like puppets i don't know yeah <laughs> fucking weird and then She's sitting in bed with her brother, and they're like just poking each other. And you're like, "Wait, did she fuck uh-huh. her brother? Like, what? Right. What the hell?" Uh-huh. <laughs> this, yeah. She's remembering all this as she's on the beach with him, right? Or they're about to right. do it in the woods right. or something like that, right? So yeah. Well, Paul comes off as a normal nice guy, but he he's a little pushy, right? Like I and. And I don't think, and, and now here's another thing where I'm watching this movie. I'm just like, okay, I put myself 40 years ago. Is it possible they were already making some kind of commentary on this and, and being very ambiguous about it? Because he's not like a super true villain. He doesn't ever go like bad, bad. Right. But he he still walks this line of, you're like, well, why are they having him be that that aggressive or whatever? And it's like, okay, is this just a, a joke about how boys are kind of like, yeah, come on, just, you know, a little more or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and it's from a male writer-director, which I'm not saying a guy can't be insightful or whatever, and then more power to him if he was, especially 40 years ago and everything. But it just makes you wonder if, like, God, is this some of this stuff intentional? Or is this a very straight, narrow view of exactly how some kid like that would act? Maybe it's like, he is nice. He's not these bully dudes like these other guys. But at the same time, he's still kind of a manipulative little shit and uh, mm-hmm. tries to, he's like overly pushy. And, um, and again, maybe that's how a lot of, 14 year olds wherever that kid's supposed to be are because they don't know any better or maybe that's what they're trying to show i don't know like i didn't plan on getting this deep into this movie but there's like (laughs) it's it's either it's it's like one of three things either it's it's a fucking horror movie that that fails by being funny in so many spots or it's it's a movie that's trying to do that or it's this thing in between where it also is just like hey we've got all this like really kind of smart topical uh, ahead of our time stuff going on um, right. We haven't gotten to the reveal at the ending yet, but there's a whole gender identity thing you could draw parallels to to what's going on oh, now yeah. and shit like that. It's yep. like, what the fuck? I'm, I, I don't know, and and I don't, I don't, I don't want to give him not enough credit, but I also am like, I don't want to give him too much credit if this is just some shitty thing he threw together, and now we're looking at it differently, <laughs> right? Through the forty because year of all lens. these years, of, yeah, yeah, well, because of all these years movies. of slasher movies, and then yes. all, what we're living through now, and. I don't know. And he never goes. I, I for a minute there, I was thinking like, do I remember a scene where, at the end, this kid actually tries to, you know, just fuck her because it it seemed like it was kind of going that way, right? Where she he'd like kiss her and she'd pull away and be like, oh, you know, just one more. And and she was never really all that into him romantically, but she liked hanging out with him. But every time it tried to go that direction, she'd kind of push him away. And I thought I was gearing up for some scene where he on that beach where he like throws her down and. You know, right. tries to have his way with her and that sort of thing, and she ends up having to kill him. But um, anyway, I, that's not what happens. So again, don't know. I don't know what uh, what Bob was going for with this, but I I I dig it. I mean, I'm on his wavelength of really not kind of just following the tried and true uh, slasher. Well, more so the characters and, and oh sure, you know, what you, yeah, like uh, 
there, there's a, we I skipped over it, but there's this funny scene where uh, Angela gets mad at Paul because she Judy who Judy the main bully who's always fucking with Angela has been after Paul this whole time for some reason because I don't know why it's not like this kid's some like big stud he's kind of a skinny one of the younger kids <laughs> right. as opposed to some of the the more buff manly college looking kids but anyway so Judy's super into Paul for some reason I think it's mainly because she thinks Paul likes Angela and so that pisses her off and makes her jealous so there's a funny scene where Judy finally kind of cur- corners Paul and Paul's, I guess, upset because Angela's not putting out or whatever. And so then Judy kisses Paul and then she goes, now that wasn't so bad, was it? And Paul, in in kind of like a whiny tone, is like, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like you assume the line is written like, I guess not, or oh, I guess not. Yeah, whatever. He's just like, I guess not. Jeez, like, can can we be done now? And, And that's literally what he, I mean, he doesn't quite say that, but that's what he he says something else after that guy like pushes her away. He's like, where's Angela or whatever. He's like, totally not into her. (laughs) Pretty fucking funny. She catches them kissing or something, right? Yeah. So she catches them and then he's, and then, and that's what I'm saying. So it's funny. Like he gets busted and he's like running up and going up to her and he's like, can I sit down? Can we talk? It's like, I'm sorry. You know, I'd never do that to you. You know that, don't you? Angela? It's like, it's just a little fucking uncomfortable. And I'm just like, okay, is, is Bob throwing this on here? Is like, <laughs> beware of these fucking kids. Like he's not going to outright raper. He doesn't think of himself as the villain, but actually he's a pushy, 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 pussy, little asshole who <laughs> is, you know, also kind of manipulative and kind of just like trying to make her do stuff. And, be it all that it may, uh, Judy gets pissed and they uh, throw Angela in the water, and then Ricky goes apeshit again for a third time in this movie. <laughs> and dude, just to reiterate how shitty everyone is in this movie, as he, as Ricky <laughs> helps her out of the water, the little like fucking kindergartner campers or whatever they are start laughing and like pelting them with throwing sand. sand. Like yeah. everybody in this movie is just such a fucking asshole. <laughs> right? Good God. <laughs> <laughs> everybody is just fucking horrible to everybody yeah. else. This movie is yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. And again, is this just the kind of movie you make in, in 1983 and we're right. and we're giving it too much credit now? Or is it like this is hit hits like holding a fucking mirror up to society, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love this guy. I, I know he said he didn't do too much, but I'm going to go back into his Wikipedia at some point here and, and try to seek out everything else he did. Because I think there will be clues that let us know the answer to the question. Yeah. And here. The girl getting stabbed in the showers acting was amazing. You cannot tell me that if that was a mistake, they wouldn't have said, oh, let's do another take, baby. Because I, sorry, withdraw the baby. That sounded creepy. Direct, directory, producer, you know, 70s, 80s type. Weinstein. Attitude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's so fucking over the time. And, and before she even gets killed, she's like humming the entire time. Oh, the way she's annoying. showering is so annoying. Like, I know. Just, it's the yeah. worst. Like, because, because again, in a movie where you didn't want that, she he'd have been like, just just don't hum, or he'd have been like, hum, you know, something. <laughs> but she's like humming over and over again what sounds like some weird uh, like sports anthem. It's not even like a song. It's like a m- melodic thing. It's right. like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? 
And, and she just keeps doing it, and they'll cut away from her and come back, and she's still doing it. And they, do not tell me that this, this is not intentional. <laughs> and then she gets stabbed. She's like, ah, 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 ah. And like, and yeah. the expressions are wildly different from the the knife that what it's doing in the background. And ah, oh, man, it's just it's another one of those split screen things where it's cutting back and forth from the knife to her, the knife to her. like. This movie knows exactly what it's doing. The music's there too, like different cues for the knife and the and the face and. Ah, oh, God, it's it's one hundred percent a joke. I've decided it has to be. It has to. Yeah, be. It has to be. Yeah, so good. Oh, absolutely. The scene with Judy, uh, which I believe is after that. I think that's the next, the next step. Uh, the the demise of Judy is Judy. Yes. Yeah, one of the most <laughs> shocking things I've ever seen in a movie. Oh well, yeah. This kicks off. This kicks off the the whole like finale or whatever, yeah. which is all insane. What I mean, what I don't even know what happened to her. Like, so death with a curling iron, right? Like, yeah. how? What? Like, what happened? Did it go up her cooch? Did it go down her throat? Like, did they? they how would you kill her? Wide, I I took it as it was vaginally inserted and. Uh... But she's got the pillow over her face, right? So right. I was wondering if it's like supposed to be going down through the pillow. But like, yeah, I don't. I just don't ex- understand how he killed her. But yeah, so so okay, holding the pillow over the face, we see that, mm. and then then the next thing, which and this is a great bit of um, uh, I don't know, whatever. The, all you see is the the shadow, the hands on the wall, like you know, mm-hmm. like reaching out or trying to get away or whatever. Which is which is insane. That's not the kind of style this movie is. They just threw it in there. They're like, oh, well, now let's move to something like nineteen forties uh, horror movie where yeah. we show. <laughs> shadow hands yeah um <laughs> which which is great again i love it but uh so i but i don't know it doesn't really i, I thought i saw the the thing going in down in like a a downward motion the curling iron yeah. right so i thought it, she was doing something to like it says here yeah, on wikipedia soon after june judy is killed by being vaginally penetrated by a lit curling iron jesus christ okay well, there you go <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> But I mean, anybody can put stuff in Wikipedia. That could just be some guy's like interpretation of it. You probably wrote that this afternoon. <laughs> I did not. That's just the way I took it. I'm like, oh my god, I think she just shoved that up. Her... Well, I I thought that was yeah. I was like, that's okay. one implication. But I'm like, is that really how that goes? But yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Holy Christ! Yeah, that's that was pretty insane. Even if that's not what happened, just the the idea of is that what right. happened, or you know, having to think about how you would die via curling iron. Um, there's <laughs> lots of ways, shivers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I just wrote the Mel character. I guess this was the point where he also is basically a fucking pedophile. I mean, I I guess uh, what's her name? Uh, Mel? No, he's oh, Mel. Uh, Meg. Mel was Mel and Meg were gonna hook up. Meg. Yep. Yeah. So I guess I guess Meg is probably over eighteen or whatever, but yeah. it's weird. She propositions him. Yeah. Yeah. She propositions him, and then he's like, "Oh, sure." And then he shows up, and then not only that, but like now she doesn't show up because she's the one who died in in the um in the shower in the shower. Yeah. He actually walks around telling people he was supposed to meet Meg. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, uh-huh. you guys see Meg? I don't know. I don't know where she is. Like, she was supposed to meet me an hour ago." And everybody's looking at him like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> "Like, yeah, we know." And it's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> this guy's so worried about owning this camp and all the deaths and all this crap, and he's just 
banging the counselors and God. We also have uh, Mel beating Ricky into unconsciousness <laughs> <laughs> because he's convinced that Ricky's the killer. <laughs> oh man, Ricky uh, comes running in again at that uh, that other that bar thing where they're ripping on her. I don't know if I mentioned. Oh yeah, that. I, I think I mentioned the the barn where they throw the the water balloon at her. And at the lake, but there is also a time where the dance she's just sitting there, yeah, at the dance, yeah. and they're like screaming at her, and <laughs> walks in and sees it happen, and he runs over there, and <laughs> like ten people just start fighting randomly. Yeah, then another fight breaks out. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this movie has some effective shocks. Uh, it's it's good in terms of, like I said, pacing and just kind of dropping the hints and red herrings and then ramping shit up at the end, which. Well, Mel gets killed with an arrow through the throat, but before yeah. that happens, he's like, "Oh, it's it, oh." Mel thinks that Ricky is the killer this entire time. There, so yeah. Mel, at, at some point, he just goes, "I know who it is." It's it's after the second victim, I guess, and he's he's like, "I should have known it the whole time." He's always fucking crazy with those wild eyes, and <laughs> we're all like, "Oh yeah, Ricky is fucking crazy," but it's <laughs> all he. He's definitely got the wild eyes and, and acts nuts, but um, <laughs> but so he uh, he just takes it upon himself to grab Ricky, and, and at that moment where they toss Angela into the water, um, Mel is holding Ricky, saying, "You didn't think I would figure out it was you, did you?" And he's accusing him of. So Mel thinks Ricky's the killer, and so he's chasing Ricky through the woods, and and then he finds out that. It's actually Angela, um, but he's like, I didn't. Don't tell me it was you. It can't be you. And then she shoots an arrow through his neck, killing him. Then Paul finds her on the beach, and he says, again in typically pushy Paul fashion, "Yeah, you know, I'm sorry or whatever. I love you, Angela." And he's trying to make out with her. Then it cuts to some people running up on them, and then from behind you see that she has cut his head off. And she's sitting there naked. Uh And she stands up holding the head in her hand in the most insane facial expression of all time with no sound. And then it shows her body from afar to reveal she has a penis. Uh And she is, in fact, um, I don't remember the brother's name. Peter. Yeah. Yep, I should have known that because I, <laughs> I know a guy. We know guys <laughs> like that. Yeah. So to to reveal, she is in fact Peter, and then there's another flashback to her insane aunt who's talking about how she always wanted a little sister for her little boy, and now she's got this boy. But that just won't do. You'll be a girl. You'll be a beautiful girl. But just acting completely fucking nuts, and. <laughs> And so Peter is sitting there with his head down and just not uh, responding in any way. And you realize that uh, Angela had died along with her father in that boat accident. Peter was raised. I can't believe the movie couldn't come up with a better thing than this. Like (laughs) they're like, listen, here's, here's how we have to get to this end reveal. The girl will go with her aunt, but the aunt is completely fucking nuts and makes her, uh, or sorry, the boy will go with the aunt and and makes him live as a girl for 
fucking whatever this is. I don't know how how long do you think it's been? It's, they were probably it's supposed to be eight eight six, years later. Five, so. Yeah, okay. So for eight years, yeah, yeah, that's right. I've said at the top eight years later. So yeah, make you live this way for eight years, and then we'll send you off to camp with your cousin Ricky uh-huh. or fucking brother, whatever. Yeah. And so so what's Ricky's deal in all this? Then was he like? Does he not know? Yeah. That's what I, I want to know. I guess Does Ricky. Not. Not well, yeah, I guess maybe not. Even... I think he grew up thinking it was his sister the whole time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I had to, <laughs> I literally paused. So wait, wait, uh, oh yeah, hold on. Let's like not touch my head because I, I, this was one of the things I was like, okay, I don't know if Peter's seen this before, but if not, yeah. I, I didn't want to say anything. No, normally, I'll be like, oh yeah, we got to do that one because it's, uh-huh. it's got such a great thing, or, or you'll never believe shit. some of this yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. This one, I didn't want to say a word. If you resisted on it, I might have said something like, "Oh, you know, no, that's a fun one, or that's a uh, we should do that because you just said Friday." Like, I wouldn't have, I would never have been like, "You, you gotta fucking see that one to believe yeah. it, man." Or, or it's, it's kind of a shit movie, but it's got a great gotcha ending, or you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that about this one. I, I wanted <laughs> you to. And, and there's a chance you'd already seen it or already heard yeah. about this. It's it's a little bit widely talked about, but yes, I was gonna. I was looking forward to coming <laughs> here because I didn't know if, if you had any fucking clue. No, no. Because <laughs> I remember when I first saw this movie, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna ask you because I you've always I wasn't been even sure I was seeing. I, I was like, yeah. "Is that just a big clit?" Maybe like I didn't Is it know a what fake the... penis. I don't know. What's well, is she like? Yeah. yeah. Is she deformed? Yes. Mm-hmm. No idea. So, um. So yeah, what were your, uh, what were your oh, thoughts? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, first of all, I'm glad to know that you didn't see it coming because you've always been really good at like, if it's a who done it, you're kind of you have you a lot of times will have a pretty good clue as to who that is, and I'll never see it yeah. coming. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, thanks for saying that, but I feel like I'm caught off guard often, or people okay. are like, yeah, that was what they were doing, and I'm like, what? I didn't. I had no fucking idea. Like <laughs> you've done it to me a couple times in this podcast where you'll be like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily like a movie overall, but there was something where I, I did not pick up on it at all. Oh, just on a theme or something. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Just whatever was going on or, or yeah. Yeah. Oh, old, just a scene in motivation yeah. or sure. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I, I know it's happened. I've definitely, yeah. Been, but uh, so this scene happens and slow on the uptake is what I was trying to say. Yes. And (laughs) that's exactly what was going on in my brain because I'm staring at the screen and it ends and I pause it. I'm like, wait a second. So (laughs) so the girl. So wait, that's him. That's the boy. I was so like, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, I guess that makes sense why she didn't want to shower. And yeah. And why they showed that whole fucking scene right before it where <laughs> she was raised as a yeah or <laughs> but i yeah was i wasn't even picking up on what i had just seen i'm like yeah it doesn't this... give you a lot of time to digest whatever that means but right but it, right there it's telling you he's the girl or the the yeah, boy the boy um yeah, raised so, as a girl <laughs> so yeah if you're thinking about that then you know that now right this girl holding the severed head is, is yes. actually 
Yeah, Peter. I mean, it just it just took me a good thirty seconds or so before I'm like, yeah. oh fuck, <laughs> that was yeah, uh, the movie. The movie doesn't give you much time to digest it either before she stands up and she's like, "Here's my dick." And then <laughs> what is up with that face? Like, yeah, she's like screaming but not screaming. Like, right. I, I, I don't, I don't think it was. I don't think it was supposed to be implied she was screaming and like it was silent. There, were, right. there are people talking, it, 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 and then the they further away on cut, it. Like, yeah, Jesus. the further away cuts looked like a completely different face, like it was a mask or something. With the where yeah. they show the well, full body, and then they close in on her, and she looks, she looks more like her. Ooh, yeah, wait. yeah. There's definitely something fucking weird about whatever that, um, and I, I think I saw something about this once too and i just don't remember what they said but yeah it's it's not her body clearly or right but um but then yeah when they cut to the you know sort of neck up shot that's obviously her and she's just standing there and also i thought they froze the image which they do eventually do when it starts turning into all that like different kaleidoscope colors which is another nice little touch way to end this movie on a total cheap over the top note but um She's sit- you can see her tongue moving. So she's just sitting there holding that face for however however long, which is insane. You can see her tongue kind of like pulsing or, or whatever because she's like trying to swallow or not swallow. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever your tongue does when you probably flex it when you hold your jaw open real wide for 30 seconds while a <laughs> right. camera just sits on you and you got to stand still. But, um, so, but you can tell it's not a freeze frame shot. And then it eventually does freeze and then it starts going through that like it changes to orange and then green and whatever. And, and it, for an uncomfortably long time. And then the music finally starts, but it's again, this movie likes to just revel in its stuff and really, uh, <laughs> really make you uncomfortable with right. how long a certain thing lasts. So. <laughs> yeah. They linger, <laughs> they linger yeah. a lot on this movie. Well, in, in some of the, uh, I know we were going to get to the, uh, the reviews, both, uh, contemporary and, and modern but some of them right uh someone paul willistine of the morning call described it as simply horrible writing that it's campy sensibilities unsuccessful as it, it is as it is intended to be a bona fide horror film now see that's where i think me and you disagree with that because yeah but his last uh, yeah at first i was like fuck this guy i think it's <laughs> it does work but mm-hmm. that last line read that again uh it's in it's in, it, like he says it's campy he says it's campy but they didn't it didn't work because it's intended to be a bona fide horror film but it's also yeah which i could see somebody perhaps thinking this movie is not particularly scary and um but let's say in 1983 you're like oh here's a another Friday the 13th franchise or yeah, whatever, like another thing we're going to go to and enjoy in the same way we enjoyed Friday the 13th and these other slashers. I guess I could see somebody walking out of there and being like, this is neither. Well, first of all, I think it's very funny. I I don't know. I mean, but whatever, if you don't, so this is neither funny nor is it scary. So I guess I get that guy's point as far as that goes, but I think it works as both. I I don't think it's any Mm -hmm. worse than a, than a Friday the 13th in terms of, shocks and scares and gore and all that it's a at least right. on par right most of the <laughs> most, no. right I, I, right <laughs> right i agree <laughs> sorry uh most of the reviews at the time were were bad a lot of it just bashing the film 
and which isn't a big surprise. But as uh, as time went on, uh, it developed a cult following, which is yep. and uh, critical. It says critical reappraisal, which you know sometimes yep. that sometimes it's worth doing. Sometimes it's worth going back and looking at it with fresh eyes. Yeah, what do you think you would have thought of this movie back in the day? See, that's the thing. It's it's another it's another great question that I it would have to depend on what I had seen before that. You know, like if I had seen if I was well, let's let's say I was forty five in nineteen eighty three, I would probably think this is pretty horrible. But yeah. that's just that's just a guess. I I think we were raised on a, on kind of a different breed of movies. Yeah, because if uh, I saw this movie now, like if this came out today, I'd be like, "This is fucking amazing." Yeah, I mean, right. I don't know if it'd be as good because this movie obviously also benefits from being in that. Like, it it's only grown more. I, I don't want to say like I hate to keep calling this movie funny or a comedy. I just um, I, it's only grown more charming i don't know if that's even the right word either but let's put it this way if they made this movie today everybody would be trying to like wear these costumes what it would look like costumes you know it wouldn't be convincing or they could do it in the style of today but that wouldn't like part of the the fun of this is watching it now and, and looking at these ridiculous fashions and stuff like that so either they'd make it now and put people in those fashions and then be like this is 1982 ha ha ha, ha. and the whole time it's just a fucking thing so it doesn't even right. matter because they're going to put them in the most ridiculous outfits they could find these but people legitimately wore this shit even if maybe the director is like well go find a gayest shit you can find or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I don't know right. direction you'd give them, but you know what I mean? Like, just go do that. Anyway, that, so they would try to ape this out, or it would just be like, here's what kids look like today, and it, it wouldn't be as as good, because this movie benefits from not being contemporary. I think a con- I think maybe watching this even in 1983 would have been like, yeah, fuck, whatever. Like, you'd just be sitting there going, like, either I find this funny or I don't, or I find it scary or I don't, but now... But you'd be like, these are the clothes we wear and shit. Now you can yeah. look back on this and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, right. You can, you can, you can look at you it. Get that and, factor. You get that extra yeah. oomph of the yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the the acting in general. It's at some points it's it's so over the top. You can't. I mean, you, if you're watching it then or now, you had to. Everyone had to realize the the campiness was there that, that it was, yeah. it's not, I don't know. I, I know we keep kind of internally debating, but to me, it's, it's, I've pretty much decided that it's, this is, Oh yeah. It's definitely campiness. intended to be. Yeah. But my question is how deep does that go? Like, am I right in thinking that maybe this, this, uh, fucking Paul kid is a sort of complicated character study. Am I right? in? uh, <laughs> thinking that that pedophilia nonsense at the beginning was maybe calling that shit out. Like, is there is there more to this than uh, <clears throat> right? You know, your and average yeah. yeah, and I don't know. exploitation film. Right. It's 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 a good question. We I wish we had Mr. Hiltzik here with us. Yeah. Hmm. He didn't even the know one director on this podcast yeah. that I would like to actually talk to, and he's dead. <laughs> No, he's still with us. Fuck, fuck, script. I thought you said he died. At, like, oh, that's Mel character. Mel, yeah. yeah. Oh, Hiltzik is still with us. Yeah, he was only twenty-five when the movie came out, and uh, 
He did not know oh, that his film had gained such a devoted following until he was contacted in 2000 by a website called sleepawaycampmovies.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would love to talk to him. Just I, I just have so many questions. And right? I'm, like, I'm really a fan. Like, he's... This thing he created here is pretty fucking crazy. Like, there's some some things I I the more I think about it, the more we talk about it, the more sort of like I said, charmed. I guess is the best word I can. It, that's it's probably not 100 percent accurate. It doesn't have quite the masculine pop of the word I'm trying to think of, but <laughs> whatever the masculine version of charmed is, not that being charmed is feminine, but you know what right. I mean. Like, there's got to be something kind of like uh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it doesn't have to be that. It's just like uh, charming to a woman is um, uh, fucking. I don't know what to a guy. We'll leave that for the scholars to decide. All yeah. I know is uh, I I really like this movie, especially the more I think about it, and the more we talk about it. And I was worried that maybe I was just watching it last night for this podcast and kind of like oh, this is better than I expected type thing. But now the more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it a lot. Good. I was worried. I was worried about you. <laughs> oh, I, I was. I never know. I never know what I'm getting into with you because I, at, I mean, as it went on, I was kind of thinking, "There's no way he can't be enjoying this." But just at the jump, even I was a like, Ugh. "I don't know." And I didn't know if you, I don't know if you'd pick up on the, yeah, the over the top sort of the comedy of it all, or whatever you want to call it. I hate to call it comedy, but all right. Not yeah, Satire not slapstick. Really really yeah, I don't even. Yeah, it's just I like just campy, maybe exaggerated. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then uh, and I, I also didn't know how you'd take the the ending, but I figured the middle stuff you'd at least. Enjoy. Oh yeah. Basically, I thought you were gonna come into this with another one of your lame ass like basketball things where you're like, oh yeah, you know, I, I liked a lot about it, and yeah, you, you make some good points, but uh, two and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> It it started it started way lower at the beginning of that podcast last week. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there's there's but I'm just saying there's there's movies where you're like, yeah, I agree, it's fine, and yeah, that's not a ringing endorsement. I'm not, no, no, I'm just saying this one. I was wondering if it was gonna be where you're kind of like, yeah, the there was some funny stuff in the middle. Sure, you you made that point, but. Oh, I liked this so. ending. I liked this ending a lot. It was I like movies that leave me just kind of mouth agape, which is not always yeah. the best thing to say when there's a penis involved. But what can I? <laughs> couldn't think of another. Well, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't happen very often, right? Right. Like, no. Nope, how often? Not. How often does a movie really just catch you off guard? And then, yeah, like you said, then end or or just do yeah. whatever thing it has. Because sometimes you'll see a movie and you're like, oh man, that thing and that that reveal or whatever was was great and but that's in like the middle of the movie and then yeah. you have to slog through and it just diminishes the thing this movie is just like bam you're like whoa and then it's like ah like that was weird and then it's yeah. just like over and the and song that plays at the end is even creepy it's supposed to be like some ballad but it also feels just i know i was trying to pick up on what kind of fucking song that was yeah yeah man this movie's crazy i don't even know what to rank it I, what what are you giving it i'm giving it i'm giving it three and a half stars Wow, I thought you just said yeah. three. I was hmm. I was gonna go three, but I decided to bump it up a notch due to its its entertainment yeah. value. Yeah, I think uh, 
I, I was going to pull one of my usual, like, you know, four stars where it is, but I guess three on a scale of whatever, and I'll average it out of three and a half stars. But I don't know. I think, I mean, assuming everything in this movie is intended the way it's intended, it's a pretty strong fucking movie. Like, there, it, it is. It, it does everything it sets out to do, and it, like I said, it's well-paced, so it doesn't drag along, and it just really knows how to hit all those... Um, hit all all the beats but just i don't know just it knows how to hit it's like it just it's it's in and it's out what was this movie like 140 yeah not even i think it was one one hour and 25 minutes oh really so not even 90 yeah yeah Yeah. it's perfect though it never never dragged yeah i mean three and a half stars but geez i don't know i'm tempted to go higher (laughs) but you just don't see you don't see too many movies like that and Certainly, it's always nice when you watch one and it just really clicks or works for you. You don't have to make a lot of excuses for it or overthink it, you know, that right. kind of thing. It's going to be weird to see what we come up with for our top 10 movies of the I've year. I've been thinking about that. that a lot lately. I'm like, top, I mean, yeah, 10, 10 is, I mean, I, I know I'll be able to come up with 10, but I'm already like pressuring myself as to where to place certain things and. Right. Well, if my problem is I think the, like the the top three could all be interchangeable or, or yeah. four or whatever it is. And then it's like, okay, do you give some movie like this super props? Because you're just like, man, I enjoyed the fucking shit out of it. It surprised the hell out right. of me. Like, that's that that's movie of the year material. Or are you just kind of like, well, there's these better quality movies. Well, and that's it's like, how do you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, how do you space we, that out? We both really liked Return of the Jedi, and that. You know, that's mm-hmm. just a movie I can think of that's obviously gotten more acclaim and obviously have quadrupled the budget and all that. Mm-hmm. And but yet, and we and we enjoyed it. But then you know, we also enjoyed this or or uh, right. um, Death, Death Stalker. Stalker. There's, yeah, there's going to be <laughs> it's it's going to be an interesting uh, conversation. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll have pretty much mostly the same stuff. I mean, maybe in different places, but right. Um, we didn't we didn't come to blows on anything really. And oh, Cujo was close, but then I kind of lightened up a little bit towards the end of <laughs> <laughs> like the pussy Kudo you are. Yeah. Kudo, Cujo yeah. and Caddyshack. I was were probably yeah. our most contentious. <laughs> yeah, but Caddyshack was a bonus episode, so that it won't even True. pop up on won't the even... list. Right. So is something Speaking like of, basketball or whatever. You're right. Speaking of lists, Ron, I have in front of me the top 10 <laughs> of November 18th, 1983. Well, we haven't done this in a while because uh, we've had we, so many um, bonus episodes. Yeah, we've had so many bonus episodes. So yeah. I, I've probably kind of lost. I'm guessing it's a lot of holdovers because the reason we haven't done this right. list in a while is, or we haven't done a new episode in a while is that there hasn't been much new so right i'd say three four well five of the top 10 we've done okay for yeah i just uh uh yeah fuck shit i don't remember go ahead okay (laughs) number one at the box office is an orion pictures uh it's a new release this week it is a horror film um amityville 3d yes Yep. The, there you the go. One we did not do for the podcast. Right. That's <laughs> uh, in 1256 theaters and it made 2.4 million dollars. I don't that doesn't sound very good, but 
It was 80, huh. 1983. It ended up making $6.3 million at the box office. So so 2.4 was the number one movie of this week? Yeah. You're telling me A Christmas Story didn't make $2.4 million this weekend? No, uh, we will we will get there, but no, it did not make 2.4. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so number two is A Christmas Story. Um, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> what? No, no, it's uh, it's number three. <laughs> so something in between whatever that yeah. made and 2.4 yeah. million snuck in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Number two at the box office is in its... Uh, it's one we did about a month ago or so. Uh, genre? Uh, drama. All the Right Moves? Nope. Um, uh, ensemble okay. cast. Big Chill. Yeah. All right. So yeah. last week, the Big Chill was number one at the box office. This week, it's down wow. to number two with $2.2 million, down 25%. Jeez. Number three is the Christmas story. Way to hit those stats. Uh, right? <laughs> Why did the Christmas story open so uh, small? Was it on a few theaters, a few screens? 800, few 886 screens. screens. Okay. Uh, well, that's not, yeah, I mean, it's, not a ton, but no. I mean, we know this movie becomes a hit, or is this one of those movies that wasn't really a huge hit in its time? And it only made twenty million at the box office, so it's got. Whoa! Be yeah, yeah, insane. Well, we should look yeah. into that. I can't believe we didn't talk about that over the over at the other podcast. Yeah, we just touched on or not the other like you know, TNT, yeah, well, right? Because all the damn kids. Yeah, I, normally I probably would have scrolled to something that was like not a not well received and. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll tell you what, we're done with this. I'll read it and I can probably try okay. to splice it in. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, number four uh, is in its seventh week of release. Uh, it was number two last week. It is an action film. Uh, we did it for the pod. Never say never again. Correct. Nicely done. Thanks. Brought in 1.8 million. Number five is a new release, and I don't know anything about it. Um. It, oh, is this on Common Valor? Oh no, no shit, that's later in the month. No, sorry, I don't know. Why I said yeah. that. Forget that. Scratch that. That was stupid. Okay. That's in December. I just know that was coming up at a time when there was like a bunch of other movies, and <laughs> right. you'd be surprised that it rolled in because that title is so generic or whatever. Okay, sorry. Well, go this ahead. one's pretty generic too. It stars Christopher Atkins, he of Halloween Three and Lethal Weapon fame, and. Leslie Ann Warren and uh, Andy Garcia making his movie debut as TJ the bartender. <laughs> um, <laughs> Directed by John G. Avildsen. Why don't I know what this can... is? Uh, yeah, I've and we didn't. It, it's new, and we chose not to do it for the pod. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't know what it is. I can only think of uh, a, the uh, a night in heaven is what it's called. Sounds like shit. Does absolutely. <laughs> Number five is in its fifth week of release. We did it for the pod. Five it weeks is... ago. Yeah. Um. You guessed it, one of the earlier ones, too. It is also a drama. All the right moves. There you go. It is up to yeah. $12 million at the box office currently. Still on 900 screens. Uh, number seven is a stand-up comedy movie. Uh, Eddie Murphy delirious. Close. Uh, not Eddie Richard Murphy. Pryor. Yeah, yeah. Here and now. 
So I thought we already. I thought that was already in the charts, like a little while I think ago. It, yeah, this is in its fourth week, so we probably. No, no. I mean, on some other. Did he have another? I won't make you get into all that, but I, oh. I thought there was some time where we were talking about like back in trading places and all that. There, Richard Pryor, I thought was had a movie out just down the list that was constantly hanging around from maybe even like 1982. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, was it the toy or something or? No, was it, it was a comedy a, was movie? A, yeah, it was a stand-up or a comedy thing. special. I mean, yeah, it might not have been Richard Pryor, which is the thing that might be. Okay, know, but anyway, what was Delirious '86? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just said Delirious because it wasn't Raw. Yeah, right. Raw is '87, so Delirious. I don't know. You don't think that this... was before the whole? Uh, I don't know because it says it's only. In... Uh, what Delirious? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it was after. Okay. Um, this next movie is kind of an anomaly that's peaked or uh, that's been brought up occasionally in 1983. It's uh, last week it was at 27. This week it's at eight, and it's in its seventh week of release. And we've it's a kids movie that mysteriously uh, will just be up and down on the list depending on yeah, the week. Mr. Mom. Uh, no, it's a cartoon. Oh. Um. Wait, we've talked about it already? It's just been brought up in terms of like top uh top movies of the week. We it, the only reason it's been brought up is because like some some weeks it'll be like way far down like la- like last week it was 27th and then this week it's 8th, but <laughs> what? I have no idea. We've brought this up before? Just uh <laughs> just briefly. <Zero. laughs> um Wait, there's the... a cartoon that's been yeah, Up it was a kid's it was a kid's Saturday morning cartoon that was made into a movie. In nineteen eighty three. Yep. Very popular toys and uh well not toys, but stuffed animals more so. Stuffed whatever they were. My little pony? Uh no, it is the Smurfs and the Magic oh. Loot. Oh yeah, no, they were at like number seventy or something. Like yeah. what, they were yeah. way down in the <laughs> Right. I don't know if parents were just, yeah, it makes no, it's up 106 or a hundred and Jesus, never mind, 1400% up from last week. <laughs> Something must have happened, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, number nine is a movie that I have never heard of. It's in its third week, so maybe we mentioned it before. Uh, it has people in it. <laughs> Hmm. It's got oh oh yes, it's the uh, Sigourney Weaver Chevy Chase film that we had. Oh, Deal of the Century. How can you Deal say you haven't heard that? You literally texted me about it. <laughs> oh no, I'm saying I uh, yeah I I hadn't. It didn't even look familiar. <laughs> I know I'd brought it up with you that one day, but then I totally <laughs> totally forgot. Yeah, it's a yeah, William Friedkin. That's a, yeah, that's on on paper. That's a movie you want to see, right? Kind right. Of like, I wonder what this. It's like maybe we should Wallace Shawn Gregory Hines. Well, too late yeah <laughs> it went on to make 10 million dollars in the box office yeah i know it was a flop but yeah. uh i don't know something about that makes me want to see it um number 10 ron it was yeah. sixth last week it's in its fifth week of release and uh, we did it for the pod uh it's a horror movie six last week yep did it for the pod horror movie. Um, 
four five weeks ago. I'm trying to think of a horror movie we did other than the We had Halloween thought about and... we thought about doing number eleven the right stuff, but we instead did this and all the right moves. Oh the dead zone. There gotcha. you go. I wouldn't have called that a horror movie, but no, yeah, you're, you're, that's you're what threw right. me off. I was like, "What's the?" But no, yeah, you're yeah, good. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for trying to help me out. Sure. <laughs> hey, there's He-Man. There he is. <laughs> Check it out. Wow. Yeah. It's got the sword holder and everything. I know. That's what we never had as kids. That's why I spent no. twenty dollars on this guy. <laughs> I was like, "What? Finally?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice, no, a kid, I was trying to like shove it in the back of his vest, but it would just pop the vest off, and right. it never worked. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like way too big for his vest. Yep. So this is my pride and joy now. All right. It. What else we got? Uh, that was. I mean, that was it for. Uh, that was the top ten. That's the top ten. Was, yeah, eleven was the right stuff. All right. So let's get, just address real quickly my question of uh, what why uh, major or major league. Christmas Story. Um, Christmas Story was so low. Initially overlooked as a sleeper film, A Christmas Story was released a week before Thanksgiving 1983 to moderate success, earning about $2 million in its first weekend. Film critic Roger Ebert initially gave the film three stars out of four, but later gave the film four stars and added the film to his great movies list and suggested the film had only modest success because holiday-themed films were not popular at the time. Vincent Camby's mostly negative The New York Times review complained that the movie's big comic pieces tend only to be exceedingly busy, though Mr. Billingsley, Mr. Gavin, Miss Dillon, the actress who plays Ralphie's school teacher, T.D. Moore, are all very able. They are less funny than actors in a television situation comedy. By Christmas 1983, the film was no longer playing at most venues, but remained in about 100 theaters until January 1984. Gross earnings were just over $19.2 million. In the years since, due to television areas and home video release, A Christmas Story has become widely popular and is now an annual Christmas special. The film was produced and released by MGM. The rights to the film were acquired by Turner Entertainment Company after Ted Turner's purchase of MGM pre-1986 film library. Subsequently, Time Warner purchased Turner Entertainment in 1996 and currently holds the rights to the film as Warner Brothers Discovery. Over the years, the film's critical reputation has grown considerably and is regarded by some as one of the best films of 1983. Um, It's got a 90% of Rotten Tomatoes, blah, 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 ranked on all-time top 10 Christmas list, number one on the AOL ranking in 2007. AOL was still a thing back then, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess my big point or, or my big question about this is how did it come to get that reappraisal? It's just, it's one of those things that it obviously didn't happen in theaters. It's not like one of these movies that opened right. at 2 million and then like through word of mouth made a hundred million and became like some phenomenon. And then it just sort of, you know, went to video and and aired on TV and just through the years, everybody not only decided to like it. It's one thing when like people will start watching it, like say there's enough shit on TV and somebody comes to you and there's like this niche thing where it's like, oh, yeah, we always watch Home for the Holidays on TBS or some shit. Like, okay, like maybe that's a thing a lot of people do. This like 
obviously is a mammoth thing where they're airing it 24 hours a day. And not only that, but critics also got on board. They're like, yeah, you know what? This movie's amazing. Nobody yeah. like got it at the time. How often does that really happen? There's, rarely. There's Very some, rarely. Right. But, but not Especially many. to this degree. Like mass right. popular and critical appeal. Mass yeah. like apologists from 1983. <laughs> like audiences and critics. Yeah. Crazy. For it to get a whole extra star by Roger Ebert is kind of surprising to me. Uh, I I know I know he's done that with other movies where he's gone yeah. back and re reappraised it, but I I think that's that's admirable and and you know another part of how you looked at movies through the 1983 lens, which is yeah. which is half the fun of this of this pod. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, otherwise, when would you see a movie like Sleepwalkers? Wait, what's the name of that movie? Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway camp, exactly. <laughs> uh, did we decide what we're doing next week? I think um, this was it, like up in the air, right? Or it, yeah, or is it terms of endearment? I think it's terms of endearment. Was there one other one? You think we can fill a pod with just the one movie? I feel oh, like yeah. maybe it will. It'll be better if we do. But but where's the fun one, man? Like normally. <laughs> Like I'm fine with doing like a good like cool one is just yeah. the only one, but right. it's weird when you're gonna do like some heavy drama and be like, well, all right, tune in next week. I feel like yeah. there's got to be the 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 fucking I don't know. <laughs> the intricacies of Jeff Daniels' character are so undersold. Right. In this... <laughs> yeah, we gotta do something else. Yeah, maybe we should uh, discuss. Like we we've done ones where we've done the movie that's out and then added a different one as a, as a bonus. Like we did easy money and caddy. Well, like when we did, or when we did assassins and, uh, and we did assassins joystick. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was purely based off the, the Peter. Um, I've never seen that one. Right. Right. So, you know what? Think of a movie. Not... <laughs> we wouldn't want to do another drama like that. We'd want to just do a, like you said, a palate cleanser. Yeah, a, something, uh... something fun. Some, yeah. I thought I thought we were talking about something where you're just like I haven't seen that in 20 years or uh, or I I have actually never seen that movie or um yeah who knows I know so many random movies come up on this. yeah I know yeah my mind's pretty blank at the moment all right well listeners <laughs> wait a minute do we say what we're doing next week next week we'll okay. be back with terms of endearment yeah terms of endearment <laughs> and endearment yes yeah. Wet asses part three. Big. Big wet asses? Big wet yeah, asses. Yeah, <laughs> wet asses are one thing. Big things. <laughs> right. Big ones. Bonus. Um, <laughs> bonus. Bonus. Rearment. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Okay. Um, rate. Fuck, I don't know. Rate, yeah. like, subscribe. Please, please, and please. Yep. Subscribe for more of this. It's this is going to be a weird episode because we started out with our kids and this very wholesome, <laughs> quick thing, yeah. and uh, penises and curling irons and vaginas and um, now we're to this big. Well, yeah, we didn't really. Yeah, so like, what about the, like the gender uh, economics of that whole movie? Yeah, see, Not economics, but gender. Um, yeah, just the the fuck. theme of it or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming, and I think I did see some of this, so I'm I'm not trying to sound just smart like I sussed this all out, but I'm not sure if I saw it. But I I would assume that some groups have some issues with the way you got yet another 
and I don't, I guess trans, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a, but you know, it's not one of those things where like it, like a fucked up thing happened to this person. It wasn't just like, yeah, I've always right, thought they, a girl or whatever, you know. Were they were people worried that it's like, oh, this person's transgender? Well, it's so another way of glorifying, uh, yeah, that yeah. and right, yeah, right. exactly. Kind of like how when Basic Instinct was got a bunch of shit because the the lesbians are murderers right. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's. And it was it was certainly ahead of its time for its usage of it, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm never very good at the uh, the deeper the the deeper meanings of it all or where it stands in the history of of film when it comes to that subject. Like I think of the Crying Game or you know right. that, and that's you well, know that's, that's the about thing. It. I don't think it's gonna get a lot of uh, <laughs> you know they're not gonna put it up there as a movie that's. But yeah, I can see how you wouldn't want, if you're part of a certain group, this thing that only makes them always look crazy or, right. or weird or different or whatever. Just helps help spread the paranoia, you know, in the yeah. uh, the, the reefer madness type of way where you just have exactly. them be the most horrifying people ever, of course. But then, yep. yeah, is it because she was trans? That's, yeah, that's just... I'm I'm guessing it was just more for shock value. I I don't know for sure. If we had Mr. Hiltzik on, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, I'll, no, you, I'll follow you, up with him. That's that's spot on. Good uh, good deduction on your part there. Thank you. Um, yeah. So people, for more of Peter's wisdom, rate, like, subscribe. Go go to summer camp. Tell a few people. Don't kill <laughs> exactly. them though, or anything. <laughs> Although if you really have to, you'd be like Ricky and just back to scrap. I'll fucking Good kill boy, you, fucking assholes. <laughs> Eat shit and live. <laughs> Fuck you, Ricky. Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heat. Oh my god, I gotta. Did I send you this video? I, I the girls were arm wrestling the other night, and I was shouting that no. out. Oh, you gotta send it. Yeah, I mean it's not. I'm not, don't let me build it up. It, you can barely hear me through all the chaos, but, but I do it. You're doing your James Gammon voice? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Dorn. 